Ah, the Reapers out in action uh, this round with Carnage all across the teams and all across the super coach sides and Barney sticking his finger out. What's wrong? <laughs> he only had three on. Yeah, I was bringing them in. <laughs> all right. It's called producing a radio, <laughs> prime radio content, David. Okay, mate. It's footy and frothies. It's prime radio content. Uh, what's the date? March the 31st, 2021. Uh, joined as always by uh, our partners in crime, Barney Boy. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Got a beer in front of me. Couldn't get much better. Excellent. Uh, Ollie, the Oracle from Rugby League, in my opinion. Ollie, big weekend. Big weekend. Yeah. Plenty of news. Well, plenty of news, yeah, but it's also the weekend of miracles this week. And I tell you what, it's almost perfect, this draw, because there are so many one-sided games that a couple of miracles are going to have to happen, a couple of acts of God, if you will, if... Certain teams are going to win, so there we go. I'm fine with the Easter Monday miracle; that would do me. But um, a reincarnation, and uh, the Gump's back once more. He's on the quick backup again. Big Golden Slipper Day in between. Um, happy and ready to go, Gump. Yeah, happy and ready to go. Good Golden Slipper Day. Yep. Came out with a little bit of cash in my hand, but yeah, good footy as well. Managed to watch all the games and catch up on the ones I missed while I was at the Slipper. So some good games and some. Not so good games, I'm sure we'll get into later. We will. Uh, heaps of news to go on, just so for people that are wondering what's going on, welcome aboard first time. We had plenty of people jumping on the page over the last week or so. Welcome aboard if it's your first time on board. Uh, with this show, we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to put up two shows, a review show, which will be the usual waffle um, <laughs> where we go back and analyse everything, the news and results and super coach and everything in detail. Uh, and also we'll, we'll put up a separate separate show for our preview show, which will just be the preview and our betting ideas for the weekend. Um, so you can get that one out of the way nice and early and um, then enjoy the rest of the show over the weekend at your leisure without having to feel like you have to listen to two and a half hours of complete crap before the five o'clock kickoff. <laughs> quality um, radio, what are you quality, talking about? Quality, whatever I said earlier. Um, it's also good because if you want to, you can listen to the second episode first and then I go from really slurry back to being able to talk <laughs> at the start of it. So <laughs> um, there's that too. So yeah, it, refresh your feed, double check your Spotify wherever you're listening because both shows will be up. Uh, but let's get into some news. Uh, we'll kick off and sort of get... Oh, well, the big one is COVID, so the Queensland teams have been moved into New South Wales for the foreseeable future. I believe it's just for this round at... Uh, as two yet. weeks. It is two, two weeks. weeks. So that'll mean this round, the doubleheader at Jubilee, back-to-back. Um, they'll get that out of the way. Brisbane will remain in a bubble, essentially. And then there'll be updates to the draw for next week, and we'll see where it all progresses from there. Ollie, any thoughts yourself? Uh, well, next week's game in particular, I know the Titans are supposed to be hosting Newcastle, so that'll be one that'll definitely be moved somewhere, either, either at Cogra. Um, I'd say it'd probably be there just because I want to base the Titans out of the, the same spot or uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. But yeah, look, as a Titans fan, I'm kind of happy about it because I, I won't be getting down there this weekend but I'm I'm having a look at tickets for for the Newcastle game so I can so I can tick something off the bucket list and go to a Titans home game for once which um <laughs> I don't know if it counts but I'll be looking to go down there and be the only person in the crowd supporting the boys very good uh Barney your thoughts Oh, well, obviously, okay. they've put a few little bubbles around the Queensland teams. It's more than likely going to end up with some bigger ones if um, if the COVID results come back and keep increasing up north. But it's 
going to be interesting because obviously they've got to play the other teams who just go back into their normal lifestyles as well. So, the, you know, they're probably going to have to start putting bubbles on pretty much everybody, really, which well, is interesting. Yeah, in, in Greater Brisbane, it's a, it's a three-day lockdown. And over the past, since since the big lockdown, Australia-wide one, right, it's sort of been, cases have been spiking in different states and they've been going into a quick week lockdown and usually cases have gone back down and they're like, yep, okay, we're back back to normal. So, fingers crossed, um, the guys in Greater Brisbane go into the, the three-day lockdown and afterwards we start seeing cases come down and after that two-week period, the Brisbane clubs can go back. Anything gumpy for you? Oh, it's just a new normal now, isn't it? That these yeah. things are going to happen for until everyone's vaccinated and it's sort of all sorted. I think the NRL do a good job. They've got plan A, B, C, D, right through to Z probably, so they can have their content and, and get their money and, and keep the product moving forward. So I think that they sort of they have their contingencies and they're ready to go. Yeah, well, they've been the gold standard sort of, of pretty much world sport. That's what I mean. What's going on? So you yeah. know, if if they want to keep earning their money, they put up with a bubble and yeah. and sort it. And I, I saw they they did put out some standards all clubs had to meet, so they all had to have yeah. masks in public transport. Uh, oh, no, they're banned from public transport. Oh, banned from public transport, masks yeah. in public, and Pub- there was another one. Indoor public venues, they've yeah. got to wear a mask. Yeah, so, so those were the two, I believe it's called Stage 2 COVID Protocol. Yeah, uh, and, and, but uh, as, as we learnt last year, if there's one thing that uh, PVL won't tolerate is the show being cancelled, so they'll be, they'll barrel on through and do their best, so we, I guess we've all got faith in him, we'll just roll with the punches as everyone has been. The ARL Commission bought in approve the 18th man um, in principle from next round that if there is three HIAs in a game, a developmental player can be added to the bench. They haven't defined what a developmental player is. Uh, a lot of the talk this week has been revolving around, oh, it can be rorted. I can't imagine any coach trying to coach no. for an 18th man no. hoping in the hope of three knockouts. Player. So no. let's be honest, I don't know if it can. But Gumpy, as a, as a coach and as a longer time fan than us, what do you think? Oh, look, I, I just think that they're ticking a box at the moment. Mm-hmm. We've had one game or two games in the past two years or in the past ten years where there's been two or three HIAs last week. So it's a little bit reactive. I probably would have had the rule as... Your 18th man becomes comes into the game if it's a HIA due to foul play. That that would yeah. make more sense to me that if a player like Madison the other week was HIA through foul play, then they get to use their 18th man. It, it, that still can't be rorted. That's the referee's yeah. decision as to whether yeah. it's foul play. It's not the coach's decision. I, I think that's a fair call because, else. I mean, look, with Kafusi, uh, Madison's out of the game and that's it for Para. Uh, and there was no repercussions all the way through. At least they could have brought someone on if the penalty is... Uh, yeah, the definition of foul play, I assume, is a penalty, if not the sin bin, but yeah, either they or, can but define it, yeah. And your 18th man can then be your 18th man that's suited up. They have an 18th man suited up that warms up with the team and yeah. and whatnot, so he could be your 18th man, and then it's strategy, I guess, as to who you put as your 18th man, whether he's like a 14, again, that can sort of go on to any position or... A middle forward. Coach or has a, to coach. Yeah. A coach then has to coach based on that, or it's not a good look with nobody on the bench last week. I didn't think it looked great when they panned to the benches and there's no one sitting no, there. No. But the game's always been a game of attrition and there's I, I, it's just bad luck last week. I don't think it's because of the pace of the game or anything else. I, as the GPSs have shown of the players, the game's not faster this year than it was last year yeah. and there's been some more new rules. So I just think it's 
let's see if 20 blokes get hurt again this week, then maybe it's got some legs. But at this point, I think they've, they're just ticking a box in terms of protocols and being about concussion, I think. Well, I, I think it's it, it's a complete Mickey Mouse announcement, really. It's because they've seen it happen for... It's like when they change your whip rules in racing. They see all this feedback and say, oh, we've got to do something. So they announce something so preposterous that they can say... Not preposterous, but so, something that's a worst-case scenario... So that highly unlikely. highly unlikely scenario, I should say, that's probably never going to happen. But they can go, okay, we bought this in. So the one day it does, they can go, well, we bought this in, and they never have to worry about it until. Because where you're if someone, if there's three ACLs in Magic Ground because the ground's rotted, then is it going to be whinging about? Of course, there is ACLs. It will be yeah. then. So you yeah, get, sometimes shit happens. I think they just yeah, he's ticking a box. It's just lip service. Say, hey, look, we did something. Mm-hmm. Let's all move on. Um, your thought, Ollie. Oh, well, I think it's a pretty good thing. Whilst it won't come into a, while it will rarely come into effect, I think it's good to have it there just in case it does happen. Because we talk, we spoke about it being such a big thing that might never happen again, but it, it did happen, and that's that's the point. It happened in the Cronulla game, and look what ended up happening to them against Parramatta. They had thirteen men for the second half, so you know an eighteenth man on the bench would have helped them. I do agree with Gump's point, though. It should be foul play, um, go off for a HIA, then yes. Well, then the Sharks, it wouldn't have applied in the Sharks' case because none that of that was true. foul play. Either. No. And okay, neither was a Canberra case, actually. Yeah. Uh, it was no, all friendly were... fucking fire. They're yes. all knocking each other that's out. Right. So, <laughs> I think the thing is, though, we, we shouldn't rely on it possibly never happening again because the game, and 2021 especially, you know, any contact with the head, it's pretty much a HIA. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, HIAs are pretty much happening every single game now, if not multiple times a game. So I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see three players from the same team go for a HIA again this year. Yeah. Um, it won't be a it won't be a, a, a prevalent thing, but I think we probably will end up with at least one or two situations a year where that eighteenth man won't necessarily come on but they will come onto the bench um, for only, the HIAs. Their only other option is to say, right, we've got twenty. And you still have the same amount of interchanges. That's what I was just about to say. And you have 20 players. They named 21 anyway. That's what I mean. So you have 20, and if three blokes don't play, then they don't play, and they play in reserve grade next week, or they rotate, or reserve grades the next day, or or whatever it is, however they work out the draw. Or even just have your 18th man, have that extra player on the bench, and if you use him, you use him. You've still only got your eight interchanges. Um, Yeah. If you want to, yeah, make or let all seven blokes go on, or all six blokes go on, it just means Mm -hmm. that less blokes are going on and off. That's right. The bloke that has normally has two thirty minutes since only gets the one, and you yeah, know, it, um, solves the problem, doesn't it? It's the protocol that more than like it's uh, the overarching problem here because it's once you know it's up to the doctor whether they can come back on or not. And if you get three blokes that get a head knock and they can't come back on, then you know if you've only got four blokes on the bench, then obviously that's what, that's what's stuffing things up. Yeah. But if you do have the extra, say you put. Say you make it 19 each week. So you got you got six blokes on the bench. You still only got your eight interchanges. Those two blokes probably aren't going to come on unless you get someone who does their ACL and is out for the game or gets knocked out in the first 20 minutes and can't come back. And, and then they'll get a run and they'll probably only, still only play that 30 minutes. And yeah, yeah. But if you add an extra player to a bench, all teams are going to teams are going to just name a spare hooker or a spare half, mm-hmm. and then just name their four forwards anyway, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. And there'll just be more players not playing at all. They'll just be happily. They rotate. They do, and less they'll, they'll just that keep. Won't play at all, yeah. They'll just keep uh, um, a Billy Walters or a, 
Uh, well, just in, just off the top you know, of the head. If you lose two blokes in 20 minutes, that's the only advantage to it, obviously, because yeah. you've still got four fresh blokes well, on the bench. Yeah. You've had to use your two interchanges. I, I heard but it raised and raised a day about, more talking about reserve grade sides, yeah. is that if you've got a hot reserve grade side and business end of the season, you're not going to want to be, they'll be at loggerheads to keep their best players. Yeah, they'll want that development to play. Player to yeah, play so you're going to be sending either yeah. some nobody to sit there and um, what, peel the oranges or. Um, you, you t- you're not going to take out your star 5'8", uh, unless he's a borderline first grader. Just just sit there every week. So. Well, HIA rule was always... We were always going to get to the point where we're going to have to bring in another interchange at some point, especially when you're getting one or two blokes every game that can't come back because they've had a head knock. But You can cover more positions too if you have a few more players on the bench. Because right, yeah. now sides are running with a f- some with a 14 others with a hooker, yep. and then three forwards. So if a winger gets hurt, you're finding then blokes playing out of position, yeah. so you're yeah. still getting mismatches yeah. anyway. You, you're having some... You've got a bench of six, row. you'll have your four forwards and a, a half and an outside back. That, that's you know? actually... Yeah, so yeah, you're covering. Sort of, that's actually a good point, because you never, no one's naming reserve wingers. No. So they actually just let some name name someone, name Brett Naden to sit in the bench for Penrith. Correct. In case... Two yeah, goes down, or someone goes down. It's the depth with reserve grade and yeah. all the every rest of that play, stuff. Every player's got the same chance of having a head injury. Yeah, of course like they do. Jumping up yeah. for a ball and wingers banging heads or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's more likely to be blokes in the middle, as we see, but can happen to anybody. Wingers still go off for HIAs. Yeah. Yep. Um, any dad barn? Well, obviously, NRL's come out and tried to make it as um, as hard to rot as possible by saying, basically, we'll give you a player, but you're not going to want to play him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you might get three head knocks, but... But yeah, Dave, not, if you're coaching a team around the idea that you're going to play, the 18th gonna, man's going to win a game, well, should you really be coaching? Well, a lot of teams... We have said it over the last six months, probably the last half season last year and the start of this year, there's, there's teams that do get a free rotation because of a head knock. They'll say, you know, old mate will get a bump in the back of the neck and he'll go, oh, my head, and they get a free interchange because of the HIA rule. And but, you know, like it, realistically, unless it's independent doctors, which the NRL would have to pay for, that actually say, no, you can't go back on. <laughs> Who knows? With this system too, I don't know about a development player. If you've got a side that's had three blokes HIA'd, they're likely to be pumped. Yeah, on the field, right. and you're throwing a development kid on the there that might not have played yeah, yeah. a game. Yeah. Exactly. Is that the right environment to put a kid into if you're getting beat? Yeah. Like Cronulla were no. last week, and you throw a development kid out there mm. with a half an hour to go. No, as, as you said, Gumpy, <laughs> well, I think all you can do is make the other team look their chops even more. To the 18th correct. man should be your 18th man. Because yeah. like, realistically, most teams aren't going to go get three, throw three of their best players off the field with head knocks just to try and get another That's bloke who you try on and bring the field. In. Yeah, yeah, your 18th you know bloke I mean? in your squad, as Daggy said, is not going to win you the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, they're literally the just there. There, there to be a body because correct. you need a body. And that's what I'm saying that. Reserve grade coaches aren't going to give up their, their halfback every week to just no. be a body. So they're going to be sent, yeah. you know, a reserve outside back anyway. And obviously, as Gumpy said, they're ticking boxes because they're, they're covering their own ass. They're, co- yeah. they're trying to cover yeah. the litigation down the track. Of course they are. Um, it's just so they can say, we did it and we've, yeah. we've addressed it. Um, it. Realistically, if they, if it was all about player welfare, they'd make it two head knocks. Like, you can't come back. Not just going off for a HIA. Two blokes ruled out of the game yeah. because of concussion. <laughs> Then your, your 18th you'd make man it, can come into the Your 18th game. man can yeah, jump on the bench. You're right. If yeah. they were fair income, that'd like be it. That's what they've, they were completely worried about player welfare. Yes. It'd be two HAAs, and then you can get that extra bloke. Because on the your whole, bench. and it's like, been spoken about, I've said it a few times, but 
the whole idea of a HA is not to get the bloke cleared. It's to take him it's out of the game. to make sure he's all right. It's to remove the, the danger of the next bump. It's a risk assessment. Yeah, it's a risk. <laughs> and so it really should be HIA, you're off. Or um, under, if you're putting duty care to the forefront. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions where, like, it just looks bad. It's a contact rep, sport and all the rest of it. And, yeah, we're going to have a million people going, oh, it's not tough and it's all this and all that. Oh, oh we'll, get, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> shall we then run through the injuries and suspensions? Yeah, uh, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Yeah, so I could have put this up at his own show as well. Uh, Tarpanay and Scott, two weeks, I believe. Uh, okay. Chris and James have both been na- – oh, this is from Canberra. Uh, Sebastian, Chris and Ryan James have both been name-pending their final yep. clearances. I have not seen this afternoon if any of them have come through. Katoa uh, six weeks with an MCL. Uh, Graham and Candy both names pre- uh, pending protocols for the Sharks. Nakora two weeks shoulder band for his um, shot. Nakora? Uh, uh, yeah, you're. Named as well, wasn't he? Brian yeah, Nakora. Britain Nakora? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said Kennedy and Graham. Oh, sorry, well. sorry. Graham Candy and then Nakora, yeah, well. two weeks for his yep. shot on Gutho. Uh, Brian Kelly's been named on extended. He's back from injury for Titans. Pappenhausen's named, Eisenhuth named, but still pending last checks. The mail from Melbourne is Kafusi. Well, Kafusi's back, but Fanukan uh, and Grant could both be fit next week. So all of a sudden, oh, wow. Melbourne. Quick turnaround for uh, um, mm, They were talking eight four weeks. six weeks, yeah. weren't they? Uh, Saifidi Barnett named with final checks. Bradman Best six weeks for his elbow. Okay. Green's obviously been named this week to on the extended uh, on the actual bench, and Ponga is just waiting for his final sign off. So I'm assuming next round as well. Interesting to for see Newcastle. How Green comes back. Uh, Moses, Madison, uh, are all have all been named uh, as has, and Bryce Cartwright's pretty much cleared. Liam Knight out indefinitely now. He's still getting headaches and stuff, so no oh, no idea on him. Yeah. Ben Hunt, did you see this X-ray of Ben Hunt's leg? That he played on. There's not much of it. Um, he, he rated it a six, a seven out of ten. Yeah. The pain barrier. He had no femur. Around. It was just a couple Busted of chunks. Leg. I'll, I'll find it. For you. It was just a couple of chunks floating. Again, uh, it's saying they're not tough. Yeah. Oh man, that's gutsy. Just, you can never fault Ben Hunt's effort again. And I don't ever think Ben Hunt had an effort issue. Sometimes just out of form. But I've seen people saying, "Oh, that was a confidence thing. It wasn't an effort thing. He always put in." Yeah. <laughs> the hook left him yeah. out there. He was screaming for about twenty minutes to come off. And Hook's just like, "Yeah, you'll be right." Run it off. You're good, bud. Uh, anyway, they reckon six weeks, so they're gonna you'll grow that back. Um, <laughs> good. And Peter Hicko will be out for a month. Any other that probably won't hurt for Satoura so. on that wing. Well, Luke Keary. And Luke Keary. Yeah, I did forget him. He's important. Mm, uh, yeah. I forgot the Roosters here. Keary for the season. Lachlan Lamb, almost a season. Um, issues there. Someone else mm. yeah, from the Roosters who I didn't write Lindsay down. Collins. And Lindsay Collins will have a couple of weeks off, I believe. Oh, that, he looked, looked, that was sickening. It looked, didn't look good. Yeah. That's a, that's, what was the other bad one? A couple of, was it last year? There was um, Tigers player, Cheekham. Yeah, he was convulsing on the ground as, as well. But yeah, Collins was convulsing the other night. That was, um, yeah. Not the nice. Elbow got him right in the temple and, yeah, wow. And um, I think everyone else is pretty much good to go, which we'll get through in our previews. Should we get into our review? Any other well, It's good news? that the majority of them are back this week, which is Oh, well... Oh, we need to talk about it. The headline act. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you can you I can lead realized. us away here, Ollie. Oh, so today it's been reported by NRL.com, who I think are usually relatively on the money, the NRL official website, of course. Um, the Cowboys, well, it's handy because they're travelling down to Sydney today, but they had planned for representatives to come down to Sydney to talk to multiple off-contract players, but in particular they were going to meet with Adam Reynolds 
Rabbitohs' manager. Uh, at this point, the Rabbitohs aren't budging for whatever reason and offering um, Adam Reynolds a, a, a longer deal than one season. So, you know, and we've not really heard of any other teams offering um, Adam Reynolds a contract, a couple that probably should be, but um, so it looks like it's the Cowboys' play to lose at this now point. Now you, you've been quite vocal in the other teams that should. What, who do you think when you say that? Well, the Tigers for sure. Like, And uh, another reported piece of news from Fox is that they've sat Luke Brooks down after the Newcastle game and said they're going to persist with him and offer him another yeah. deal. But it's like if you if you had to choose between Reynolds and Brooks, especially at the moment, you go with Reynolds, right? Like it should be a no-brainer. Broncos. The Broncos are another option. Should jump at him yeah. straight away. So they've reported the, – the extension of that is uh, obviously the smoke is fire with Brooks because – Obviously, and obviously, Cowboys are heavily in the market now. Yeah. So Peyton's had enough; they need something. So they've chased Brooks, who's rebuked it, and then had, as a result, Tigers are sat down. Yeah. Reynolds is obviously on the table. Spoken um, to Dearden. Apparently, you're going to talk to Townsend and Sean Johnson. Um. So, with this whole merry-go-round, where do you reckon it's? So you, you're quite confident. You, you think almost done that Reynolds end up up in town as well. Well, the Rabbitohs haven't budged for all month. Like, we've not heard anything at all about the Rabbitohs budging and, um, you know, offering Reynolds more than a one-year deal. And I'd say... I believe he spoke to Triple M today, but I didn't listen to him at time. Okay. To listen to um, yeah. but, Reynolds himself. Yeah. But I'd say the Cowboys are definitely offering him at least two years. They wouldn't be offering him a year. So with that logic, I'd say the Cowboys should probably get him unless he gets an offer today and goes back to the Rabbitohs and says, this is what they're offering me. Look, they're offering me a, a two, three-year deal. So can you smatch that? Or am I signing with the Cowboys and going to Townsville next year? Yeah, well, I actually heard his manager on the radio today and um, it didn't sound positive as if the Rabbitohs were interested in extending the deal. He said that they're pretty concrete and firm on their one-year deal. So, um, yeah. Yeah, knows? I believe, and I, I can't remember exactly, so don't quote me, but I believe, I think Murray and... There's another big name player that are on big back ends, um, so they're probably going to be very close probably to Cook. I would imagine possibly Cook, but um, pretty, I'm almost certain Murray's one of them. But I, I can't remember. They I had threw seen some money before, to get Arrow there as well, but yeah. So they, they upgraded Latrell. Yeah, ended up at Latrell. So if you see um, Reynolds walking around tomorrow in a Cowboys hat with a forex and <laughs> <laughs> skip it down the street, you know what's going on. Well, for example, would you be? If it turned out Townsend left to, for Townsville, you'd be happy with Reynolds, wouldn't you? Was the name? I fucking know if I would. Yeah. yeah. And that was the same as Tigers. You, you, mm-hmm. At least give him an organiser. He's yeah. still got something to add. Oh. Uh, I thought he's been pretty good um, this year. Oh, and last year he was pretty good. Back in the last year, I was really impressed. I pop planned him quite a bit in the early part yeah, of the last going, season, yeah. but he came good but towards the, the back end. Obviously, like, Even all defensive, the talk around him is that he doesn't, um, you know, he's injury prone and all the rest of it. The Blake's played 20 plus games for the last four or five years. He doesn't miss that much football. Yeah. Like considering that they're worried about him being over 30 and he might not play games and whatever. He's but. done one thing that a lot of playmakers in the comp haven't. Won a He's comp. won a comp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, that, in my opinion, you're more valuable than... Luke Brooks or anybody else well, that hasn't won a game. comp. Chad, Chad Towns is yeah. another one that's, mm-hmm. that's won a comp as a halfback who's probably underrated, who 
if he didn't get the deal, if he didn't get the deal, he wanted it at the Sharks moving forward, and Reynolds stays at South, and the Cowboys would go for him next because they're they're going to do what Bulldogs and teams like that have done. They're going to go for the best available because it's better than what they got. With how many halves do you see have got a really good long kicking game? The, you know, yeah, no, from, from 50, 60 out, put it into a corner. I think Matt Burton. Well, I, yeah, I, I was just about to say the good. same thing. Yeah. He, he, he was like his legs Cleary, are obviously. Cannon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Townsend and Reynolds. And I, I couldn't name too many more. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, it is, yeah, well, even just saying about him winning a comp, you plug him into a, a young Tigers team in a, with a lorry, a little... And a Dewey, at least you got someone there you know is going to kick you out of trouble. Yep. And now you're relying on a bloke who's never played a, a final to steer around the park. I think it's yeah. I, I agree with Ollie. It's a no-brainer, but they're at the where they're at. Like, think, like, obviously, it'll probably go on for a little bit longer. I don't think he's going to sign tomorrow. No. And you probably will hear a few more whispers from different clubs coming at him. But well, I think South will try and push it out as long as they can because when blokes like that sign, it's still somewhat disruptive to your preparation. Of course. Yes, I've got well, the thing is, if he signs, if he signs tomorrow, all of a sudden, all you're going to hear, whether it's true or not, from Townsville is, oh, oh, he's asked for an early, he's going to ask for an early. And it's That's right. And then eight weeks out, if they're sort of not in, in top form, the club's probably going, oh, well, we need to blood someone. Yeah, you may you as know, well go. What do, what do you do? And then they do let them go. Uh, the, the, the last bit of transfer news is uh, Moses Mumbai asked for his release and has been granted it today. He was granted it. Uh, it has been granted. Permission it. to negotiate. Permission to negotiate, let's say. So they've said, yep, find a place. Uh, obviously, the writing's on the wall there, but there's only a year left with him. Um, yeah, anyone who saw him play on Sunday would understand probably where his future lies at the Tigers. But again, whether smoke this fire, I assume, maybe, maybe again, the Cowboys are that desperate to find something that they've reached out because... But they're the ones aggressively hunting. Where else are you going to go? Back to Belmore for a year. I was going to say, can you imagine halfway through the meeting with Adam Reynolds and his manager? Sorry, guys, I'm going to stop you right there. Who Just are you going to play at 5 That, that, that empire's, <laughs> that empire's <laughs> getting his release. Sorry, uh, this meeting's over. Um, well, and he's not going to – he wouldn't – and the thing is, with injuries, like it's not like he – surely East wouldn't plug him into seven. No. Well, so – I was thinking that off the top of my head, that's the only place where we might they might get him for a year just to plug a hole. But you might just end up in the Super League if Probably. he's willing to go over there. Um, Josh Reynolds was man of the match over the weekend for OFC. Yeah, but I surprised Josh and get yeah, on over there have a good couple of years. And they asked Maloney to come with that. Asked Maloney to come. He goes, "No, nah, I'm not playing NRL anymore." And he won in the game in extra time. Yeah, Catalan's again next to time. Yeah, said, no, Ryan, Ryan Hall scored a hat trick. Well, there you go. There's, yeah. there's your barometer, isn't it? Doesn't it speak volumes? Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, you, you could do worse things. Nothing wrong with going over there if he wants to and finishing off his career. They keep playing look, footy somewhere. Looking after yeah. his family. He's got I'll get a job yeah. four, four young kids. So, you know, I'd be making the – any of us would be making the coin if it was available and we'd be taking it. If someone wants to sign him to a six-year deal, you'd be breaking oh, your hands on it. So, Absolutely. you know, you can't blame the bloke. Well, I'll tell you what, that, there would be a club over there that would probably at least offer him maybe like 500, 600K. Like, yeah, and he'd be a start yeah. and a half and he'd probably go quite well. And buy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, would yeah. be a club. One yeah. of the lower table clubs probably, but yeah. He'd probably play where he wants. If he goes there and says, I want to play fullback, he'll probably get a, probably play fullback. But if he on. went to Catalans and played alongside Maloney, he did... They'd kill it. Uh, yeah, they'd, they'd kill it. it like, Embai over there would still be in their top 10% of players in their competition. Yeah. 
he's at well, he played Origin pretty recently. So regardless of how he's going, he's in the now, squad last year because he, that's right. But he played two years back. He did play. But he was, he's an Origin player. Yeah. Well, go on, Moses. Daggy will buy your plane ticket over to to North England and. There we go. I'll just, I'll, I'm happy to get him to Townsville. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll get you that far, but... Uh, could be a little bit of housekeeping before we get into our review of round three. Uh, we've got Michael Block coming on the show next week, joining us up here. He's current social media manager at the West Tigers. West, uh, a writer for Big League back when it existed and a freelance writer for the Daily Telegraph. So he'll come on and have a bit of a chat with us next week and tell us about Excellent. his journey in footy, um, which should be good. Someone that good might man know Blocky. someone. Yeah. <laughs> so good man Blocky there. And uh, on Thursday night up here, Ollie and I are going to be catching up with Australian author, which you guys are welcome to join us, by the way. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoken about it. We only discussed it earlier. Um, Alan Whitaker yep. is going to come on. Uh, prominent Australian author and rugby league author and he's going to come and have a bit of an extenditure which had to him briefly at the book launch for work on uh, play, on league, play on Sunday work on Monday uh, but he's going to come and just chat about footy in the Penrith area his love of the game and everything so looking forward to that so if you guys are free free feel free to come down and have a beer um, and jump on, but don't need an excuse to have a beer. No, that's true. So that's all for next week. Let's get into our review of round three, which kicked off with a, a ball terror with Penrith twelve holding on against Melbourne ten. Barney, you want to run yeah. through what we happened? Had two tries apiece, two conversions out of two for Penrith, and one out of two for the Storm. Seventy-eight percent completion, played seventy-six percent completion with thirty-five sets out of forty-five, playing thirty-one out of forty-one. Four line breaks apiece, thirty-six tackle busts for Penrith, and twenty-five for the Storm. 10 offloads to 8 3 force dropouts from each side 380 tackles for Penrith Played 328 for the Storm 3 ruck infringements for Penrith 5 for Melbourne 1 penalty conceded by Penrith And 3 conceded by the Storm 11 errors each uh, Kenny with 53 tackles, Smith with 34 tackles, Tu'u again topping the 200 metre mark with 224 metres and Munster with 195 metres. Supercoach points, Capewell with 95, Munster with 86 and Brandon Smith with 77. Yeah, the week after I sold the uh, uh, the block, he came good, the cheese. Uh, Ollie, lead us away, what did you take out of this game? Well, what a game for starters. Like, it was, it certainly lived up to the hype. Um, I think many fans will be happy that Penrith got it done in the end. I mean, that try saver from Kickout, if you look at the replay from the tackle before, he was down on the ground for five seconds and then got up. Looking for around. a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, got up. he probably stayed down a couple of seconds longer than he yeah. should have, mate. When he's got one arm poking out, one eye poking <laughs> out under his arm, oh, he's going, oh, go. <laughs> it's a bit of a give up. But he, um, he got the job done in the end for Penrith and wow that'll be talked about at least for the rest of the year as one of the, the big moments and we had a couple of big try saving game saving moments there was, this weekend yes. which yeah, is not what usually happens you usually only get once every now and then but yeah it was just a great game and all players rose to the occasion I thought I don't really think there was anyone slacking off too much and no, I don't think so at all yeah it was definitely a, a postseason style game of footy I've heard a few petitions for the statue of the arm of Kikau out the front of Penrith <laughs> Stadium or Blue Ball Stadium whatever you want to call it <laughs> out the front of Blue Ball Stadium just a hand like that out the front of Blue Balls that's what we need just pokes out the, pokes out the top of the grandstand <laughs> any questions on Burton were obviously answered professional that yeah. kid he was solid in, in I don't know if he's going to 
obviously going to help the dogs. I don't think he's going to save the dogs. He's probably not going to save the dogs. But he's a but genuine he's a professional half. And first he's ready grade for half, first yeah. grade. That's 100%. I don't think the old True. man upstairs can help. Like I'm talking about some miracles. <laughs> hey, that would certainly be the biggest piece of divine intervention <laughs> if they happen to get within 40 of South this week. Oh. But anyway. Penrith's back row, I thought, was the difference in this game, to be honest. You had 107 out of the starting back row for both teams. You had 117 tackles for Penrith, 39 runs for 360 metres, nine tackle busts and two offloads, playing 27 runs for 220 metres, 86 tackles, one offload, five missed tackles. So... Yeah. There's a fair difference between the starting uh, start back rows from each side. Um, Edwards' injury sort of killed off Penrith's attack there, I thought, a little bit. They were they seemed to be going quite well, and then... Um, I they, thought Tyra May did a, a, he did a, a fine very job. very good job. A fine but job, but... Yeah, they yeah. were looking for Edwards, and he wasn't, yeah. you know... Tyra he was their May best player. First there, half, so. yeah, well, if he plays both halves, I'll give him out the main May problem. just doesn't have the pace that Edwards has no. got. And but he was great. You know, he was great, Edwards. Um, yeah, he was very good. Um, Penrith's... Bench was, um, had a better output than the Storm as well. Uh, Nico Hines was fairly good, I thought. Liam Martin did, did a couple of nice stuff. Things, but yeah. New set restarts on the fifth tackle, yeah. Liam Martin. Um, yeah, Luai was... Look, he's got plenty of competition this week. So. Brian Tuo and Luai were good. Um, Fisher-Harris had a bit of a quiet game, but it was pretty much the standard of any other front rower that's running around playing the game. Brennan Smith was really good, but um, the, Storm's halv- the Storm halves missed 10 tackles between them. Like, you know, that just softens up those edges. And yep. Penrith probably should have won by more, I thought. Um, they just didn't sort of finish a couple of plays that they could have. Yeah. Both teams bombed a couple of tries, but it was a, it was a brilliant game. Um, just the back lines, first couple of rounds, the back lines don't seem to be getting into the game as much. I think if no. the, the rules have sort of condensed the play a little bit and yeah, it's made it a bit more through the guts. But I thought, I agree with you said too, I think you sort of under... Uh, acknowledge Tio. T- oh, he was tremendous. Like, he was just outstanding. He's seriously probably the best workhorse winger in a game now. Um, for that's worth. I'll quickly mention after I podded him last. He must have been crook last week, Brandon Smith, because he was outstanding. He was just gassed, I think. He was, but he was yeah. outstanding all night, um, putting shots on. Uh, service was great. He's run. He ran a couple of times at good good times uh, for someone who's not a big. Uh, runner of the ball. I think, yeah. as Gumpy said, he's been training to be a back rower. Yeah, you know, they went out when you got to be a running, running hooker, and he just gassed out. But. Any, what about your thoughts, Gump? Oh, look, I'm happy Penrith won. I tipped them. Yes. So, you know, it was a quality game of football. I don't think that there was any of the 34 players that played in the game that the coach could have said you didn't name up. So yeah, that's always that's it was a high yeah. intensity. Probably the crowd in the end helped to get. Penrith home. Mm-hmm. You guys have mentioned individuals. I thought that the the outstanding player was Spencer Lenu coming off the bench. I, I don't really know what his stats were, but they talk about the hand of Kikau. Spencer Lenu was under that ball at the end of the game as well. Yep. A front row is probably not entitled to be there. He played more minutes than he normally plays. He just ran hard and tackled hard. And I, I think thought, he'll end up being a lock. He's th- a bit more athletic yeah. than a front row. I thought he was the, he was the difference in the packs when he came on. Mm-hmm. He just ran a bit harder than and tackled a bit harder than the other kid. blokes that were on the field. Um, you know, I, I, probably the the best player out there. And they've invested in him. They they they've said he will be 
and a lot of, and a lot of clubs did chase Spencer and you. I know that yeah. yep. for a fact he had a meeting at, at Cronulla at at one some point okay. in time, and he also had a meeting at the Bulldogs and knocked them back to, to stay at Penrith. Um, he's a two seven seven zero boy, yeah. so he, yeah. he you know played a lot of footy with a lot of the the same kids crew. that were sort of out at Penrith. So yeah. um, he did really well, but there was like there wasn't a bad player on the field. The refs even did a pretty good job. Like there was that held up at the end. There was the alleged offside from the kickoff, which did hit a Melbourne player, so it nullifies the offside. So all of the sort of the crucial calls went right. Even when Kenny Bromwich ran through the line and took um, Edwards out in the, in the first half, it's a long way from the play, but Edwards may have been able to get there. So I even thought that ruling was good, even though. Some people sort of criticised the ruling, so I thought that everyone was of a high standard. So, you know, in the end, you know that those two sides are going to be there at the end of the season. So it was a end of season type of match. I it, it, yeah, it felt like that. It was great. I just and that intensity match is love to watch it. And you get to the back end of those, and it always feels like there's a twist in the tail. Those really yeah. good ones, and it's still even after. Penrith scored, yeah, you going, was. oh, there's... All of them should have passed. And there was, yeah, that's ball. right. <laughs> and I'm happy with the 12-10. Like, I don't care yeah. what the score is. It was a quality game, 12-10. It could have been 30-28 yeah. to 28 and yeah. been a shit house game, so... Ollie's gagging. Yeah, I was just going to say on your... Blue ball stadium. Spencer Lenio um, point. Um, he c- came out and confirmed himself over the off-season that Melbourne offered him more money to go there than to stay at Penrith and, geez, you know, the best team in the comp offering you more money than where you're currently at. How do you... You, you wouldn't fold him for taking that money, would you? No. Like, so sides yeah. know he's a serious, serious talent. Yeah. And those... I'm going to say this right. Those 277 boys, uh, like, end of the day, they're happy. They've got food on the table, keep their family safe. They're happy with all that. They're happy just being around there where they are and good on them. More that's power why, I think that's why they're playing, playing so well. well. They're, yeah, just, they're bonded and they're mates. Yeah, and, you can see they're happy. And they're yeah. happy and so... Why go? Yep. Um, all right. So to wrap up, so we, we've brought in the dag in, which we'll get in a sec, but the takeaway from this, they're obviously both title contenders. They're both where they need to be. Melbourne have now lost a couple. They're going to get all their reinforcements in the next two weeks, which uh, will change a bit of how they set up. No panic stations yet for Melbourne boys? or No, not at all. And Penrith are happy where they're at. You know, they did, they did, and they did without Nathan Cleary. So, you know, you've got to give it a tip. Coruscant and Dylan and, Edwards yeah. for half a game. So, really, their spine wasn't yeah. their spine. Yeah. And they've, they've still got the job done. So, I know Storm had players out. But, look, I think Penrith are deserved premiership favourites. Yeah. I, I agree now. I, I potted them heavily pre-season, and um, they've been the most impressive team for where I had them in my mind since then, and happy to stick by that now. Yep. Dag Ems. So we said we're going to name a man of the match every week, and uh, our illustrious stats man will keep track of that. I did three two ones, so you don't have to, but I've I've done a three two one. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. For me, I thought Cameron Munster was the best player in the field. I gave him three points. Disagree? Agree? I've, I got, a, I've got a different man of the match. Yeah, you can throw it out there. So tell well, us. I, I would give it either to Spencer Lenu or Toto. I think that they were the most influential players on, on the result, other uh, than uh, kick out. But I probably should clarify. So my three, Munster, two, Tua. He was Penrith's best. And then the one to toss up between the, the cheese, kick out, or Lenu. Um, so to put in context, if you're throwing a vote that way, yep. Any other th- – yeah, say so you're Spencer Lenu. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for Spencer Lenu as, as my man of the match. I'm with Gump. 
Yeah, nice. Well, I had Munster as um, I actually had two O for most of the game, but I just thought uh, pretty much all of uh, Melbourne's attack came out of Munster. So I had Munster oh, I three, so. I had two O two, and I had Cape Will at one. Well, let's meet halfway. How's this sound? Three to two O, two to Lenu, one to Munster. Yeah, sounds fine with yeah. me. Or am I, now let's. Yeah, are we all happy with this system so now? Lenu's that one. gives us all. Yeah. yeah. So well, I didn't do three two one for any other game except for this one. But no, that's right. <laughs> and so it didn't three the matches for the rest. Three two zero. Uh, so GT, you're doing you're doing all three points, mate. Three to two zero, two to Lenu, and one to Munster. Which, yeah, which is fine. That's uh, how we roll. Let's I get to the. I don't think any of us tipped Lenu to be the man of the match. We did not. Week, so. um, or two. Or two to be honest. Well, we've got a winger and an interchange prop. But you know, what? you know, it's tremendous. Two, that, yeah. do, that doesn't happen it's often. So I'm happy. To, yeah, it doesn't happen good. often. Currently. Mm. At at the time of recording right now, we've got a winger leading the leaderboard. Some people would say that we're a bunch of bunch of idiots, but... Go stay your own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm on three of them, so... We did cool. half a front rower's job and was there every time he was mm. needed on the outside All edges. Right. So. I think this is a good precinct because when we do our preview... It, it'll be for the the three points in our votes, so yeah. we can actually give it to a workhorse because it, it's always going to be a marquee player. It always mm. has been. But Toto too does it with a smile on his face. <laughs> Tremendous <laughs> smile and he's hard not to like. Singing and generally just, doesn't get hit. The first bloke bounces off yeah, him most of the time. It, he, he, he tackle break, and I'm not big into stats. I just know what I see from looking yeah. at the game. But he must he must have ten tackle breaks a game because he breaks the I, tackle. I, every I time think he it was him. There was someone that had like twelve tackle breaks this round, and I can't remember what game it was. Right there. Mustn't have been him, but it's phenomenal. Yeah, he always beats one. I remember years and years ago used to be the old Tchaikovsky used to always beat one, but to a then they're a bit different level now. Yeah, yeah. Dragons thirty eight beat Manly twelve. This was not a different level. Um, go on, Barney. Hang on, I've, I've gone forward a page <laughs> too too early. So we had six tries to two, six out of six conversions for Dragons, two out of two for Manly. 87% completion from the Dragons, played 66% completion for Manly. 34 out of 39 sets, played 25 out of 30, 38. Five line breaks to four, 28 tackle busts, played 34 for Manly, which was interesting. Offloads, six to 18. Manly actually forced three dropouts to zero from the Dragons. Uh, 330 tackles for the Dragons, played 353 for Manly. One ruck infringement apiece, two penalties conceded each. Eight errors from the Dragons, 13 from Manly. Uh, McCulloch made 53 tackles, Trebojevic with 44, Vaughan with 166 metres and Garrick with 230. Supercoach points were Lomax with 92, Schuster with 90 and Garrick with 80. How many do you get? Just under 80. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I can find out myself in a sec. Uh, Gumpy, I'm only giving so you what? the top three, damn it. Gumpy, um, you have, yeah, you? look, St. George are impressive. The Dragons, Manly, again, just didn't really aim up. And I, I don't know they've got the squad or the depth to sort of cover losses at the moment. They're no. still, I think they're marking time till Turbo comes back. But I don't think Turbo makes a whole lot of a difference in any of the three games Not they've now. played. In terms of that, he might make them a 10-point better team, which gets yeah. them save gets them one. within 20. Yeah, you save of, one and, of, and set up one. Of yeah. teams. Um, look, the Dragons were were good, and they've got points in them at the moment, the way they're playing with, with Hunt going well and Corey Norman stepping up. And, look, I think that it's only a matter of time before Zach Lomax is, is in the New South Wales starting team as a centre. Like last year, I think they struggled a bit having two non-centres playing. And he's you know, the problem with that is this year... 
they'll end up naming five fullbacks in the in the whole well, backline because they're going to name Latrell. They'll name Latrell. They you know, they're not going to name Latrell or Pappenhausen or Gutho. They'll name maybe more of them. Uh, maybe in the yeah. centres. They'll name they'll name all three to well, play. Whiten should go into six realistically. You've got Crichton. Who's oh, you play Cody Walker and Whiten, but pr- I would probably go Stephen Crichton yeah. should probably he'll get a spot. Walker shortly. and Whiten, no Cleary. Cleary play seven. You said Walker and Whiten in the half. No, no. Um, Walker fourteen. Oh, Whiten oh. six. No, um, Cody. At, Cody being a team, so clearing. If you're saying Whiten at four, but then you can go. No, two, uh, let's say anyway, let's say Origin talk for three games. Yeah, yeah. Three <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Cody, we go for fucking long enough as it is. Yeah, the forwards were good. Paul Vaughan ran for a lot of meters. Mm-hmm. Tarek Sims, I thought, had his best game of the season. He did. And they've got those hard workers, the Kerrs and blokes like that. That are Vaughan's been really good this year. We're putting in. They're just about their best player. Where's he? Shorts. He needs to get a different pair of shorts, Paul Vaughan. He doesn't leave anything to the imagination. Um, Playing the wrong sport. But no, he goes good. Um, Manly, look, I don't know too many positives. Schuster was was good for them, I guess. A a half played in the back row. Uh, And I think I. Strong. You know, he he can probably. You know, they're not going to move Foran and Cherry Evans, I don't think. I think that Des is committed to playing those two in the halves. So so play Schuster at 13. Push Jake up into the front row. Correct. So I think that he'll be... Dufty 76. ...be so. an edge player or a, or a lock or something going forward from, but he's probably the positive. Yeah, well, he, he... He probably should play six, but they've got... They've paid to have a six come in. Yeah, so. correct. He didn't... In the trials, I know they shoot him off the one camera and doesn't look... But he didn't look that big, and he's a bit of size Solid about him, enough. Schuster, and yeah. he's oh, been yeah, impressive he's enough. He's, quick, he's got good feet, mm. decent, um, decent yeah, he's, hands he's as well. Been impre- um, and I, th- I just want to mention, DC's... I think doing the best he can in that situation. It was his best game of the year. He gets it, well. We said that he gets those good, good kick returns. He gets him in a position he can only do so much in that team. But um, you know, is he worth the ten mil in another team? Maybe, but the way well, they've, set, they've structured their whole team around three players, and yeah. you, you, you reap what you sow. They've made DCE make a lot of tackles the first three games. Mm-hmm. The sides that they've played have really because they know that Foran's a better defender. So I think that a lot of attacks been run at DCE as well. I know in the Roosters game, I think he missed 10 tackles. Yeah. yeah. And he missed a few without knowing the stats on on the weekend. I think he missed a few on his side of the field. But if they're asking him to make 30, he's probably going to miss five or six because he's tackling bigger blokes. Well, a lot of the halves, that's, 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 it's just the way it is. That's, yeah. that, exactly. If they've got a 120-kilo bloke running at a 90-kilo bloke, they're probably going to miss them 50% of the time. Yeah. That's where you need your bodyguards on the outside. Correct. And they, yep. they got rid of Sirenin and another couple and, yeah, yeah so, <laughs> sort of reap what you say realistically. Yeah, so I don't but, know that... Yeah, echo in you. <laughs> Ollie? Well, I'm trying to think... Was was there someone who in the preseason was saying the Dragons probably won't finish in the bottom four or play as bad as everyone's picking them to? I'm just saying, hey, it's a long season. And <laughs> it's ben, like a parliamentary inquiry, no, I don't recall. And Ben Hunt is out for six to ten weeks, so let's see how that goes first. But um, honestly, in this game, I was really impressed with uh, Corey Norman. So if he can continue yeah, to, to step up, honestly, I think they might be all right with a Kloon or a Sullivan coming in. McCulloch's been good. Two games back McCulloch has been very McCulloch's good been as well. McCulloch's been good. Yeah. so Doing a lot of that clean-up work in the middle, 50, 60 yeah. tackles a game. But then again, their only two wins so far this season have been against, by far, I'd say the two worst sides in the competition. Yeah. It's funny, you know, um, the Seagulls and the Cowboys, two worst teams in the comp at the moment, are the only two teams, I think, with a mill pumped into three separate players. So there you go. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe don't throw your eggs into a couple of players. Um, uh, yeah. That's the moral of the story. I think the future, what, uh, what yeah. Hook's done is at least give them 
I don't know if he's giving it, but he's got rid of the soft underbelly. Like sometimes they got carved up. Got a bit of stuff. Well, and, yeah. and McCulloch helps out, but they're they're they're, well, they're offering a fight. I think the Dragons will be in a Cronulla mold this year, where they're not going to be easy beats. You know, they're going to at least put in that effort, and against a few teams, that'll get the job done. Against the better teams in the comp, probably not, but we can at least applaud their effort. I think that's and one we haven't mentioned, but um, is it ridiculous that they were trying to shop Dufty around last year? Like. Isn't he as good as you get? Well, as good as they're going to get, and as good as a lot of clubs going to get. He, if they score, he's involved. Well, him he's and Lomax a, he's are the only reason good. they were scoring points at the that's end right. of last year. But that, and that's the only reason. Well, not the only reason, but they had a lot to do with a lot of their points on the weekend. Again, on the weekend, yeah. I think. Of course they did. I think Dufty's improved in the last eighteen months. I think yeah. a couple of years ago, when they probably started yeah. to look at shopping him around, he, he had errors in him. He wasn't really throwing any passes. Now he's got. The passing game. He loves a, he loves that long ball play. Positionally yeah. better. He's not dropping as many bombs or grubber kicks. He's safer. So I think he's he's matured as a player. Well, I don't think that they'd be trying to shop him around now. Like, no, not at all. If no. they are, I don't think that he'd be on the market very long. No, no. Well, you had McCulloch and Norman. I thought were two of the better players for the Dragons. Lomax was outstanding. Uh, best game he's played for a while, and he was pretty much the difference between the two sides. I thought Dufty had some nice touches. He did have a couple of errors in him, but that's just the way he is. So he's, he is a little bit suspect under that high ball and that grubber, as you mentioned, but he more than makes up for it when he link, when he, when him and Lomax start linking up, which they did for the first time in a while in this game, mm. and they tore that right side of the, uh, of the Seagulls apart. Uh, there's a... What do we got? We've got DC and Schuster were Manly's best by a fair way. Um... Chavoyevich and Tapao did their jobs. They were their best forwards, but the rest of the, the rest of that forward pack were <laughs> worse than average. Pedestrian. Well worse than average. Uh, they, they just consistently missed too many tackles on their edges. Dragons um, weren't that much better, but their scramble defence was uh, a lot better than Manly scramble. Manly have basically have no scramble. As soon as their line's broken, there's points, and it's yeah. the other team's going to score. Um, and but because half time you got kids scrambling, you got blokes who's out of position scrambling. And they've got no. Manly's got no attack. Realistically, got no attack. Their six and the seven were okay, but their nine, their one, and their centers just aren't up to it. There's Dylan Walker's not a first grader. Like, yeah, Definitely anymore. not a first grade fullback. No, he's not. And he's a first grade centre. Like Possibly. Defensively. Yeah. And then you've got yeah. Lachlan Croker at nine, who's not a nine. He's lucky to be a 14. And their centres are probably, they were the worst centres running run around last yeah. year, and they're probably close They've to it again this year. changed again. <laughs> Look, I know that they've they've still got Fainu on their books, but... Fainu might not ever play again. I think they've they mainly have got to rethink their nine. Seriously, and I know that you it's not good to And I don't know whether they just he's down, bite the bullet and put Tavita Funa back to fullback. Like he was starting to go okay at the back end of last year. He only played about nine games, but he was doing some you know, he was starting to learn the craft. He's only a kid. I think and they're put trying Walker to walk back into the centre. Yeah, the only thing I'd say is that they're waiting for Turbo. They're trying to keep. They're keeping a spot warm, and trying not to upset too many else. Fitness can do exactly. He can do. He could be. He's better than and, Walker. As, as no, that's a fair. Now, fair, no, fair comment. Ruben yeah. Garrick played a little fullback last year as well, I suppose. <laughs> All right, Daggy M's uh, three Lomax. Yeah, Lomax was yes. my man of the match. Two one. I'm happy to debate. So Hunt, Dufty, McCulloch, Vaughan. I had I had three Lomax, two Dufty, one. I had Hunt, Hunt but, but he lost time. Having seen so his X-ray, I, I you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm maybe even at least a point, but yeah. Any thoughts? I 
was going on. I, my man of the match is actually Corey Norman, just because I did not think I'd ever see that type of performance from him ever again. But we did, and it just goes to show, okay, we know you've still got it in you. Let's see it consistently every week, especially now that Honey's going to be out. He has to be the man now. Is uh, anyone confident of that? Lives up to my theory, though, well, off-contract player. Well, that could help, but, he, I mean, a pretty good audition over the weekend. Yeah. Let's, let's just enough. see how it goes. His first game back last only... week was pretty good, and all the noises you hear out of him, apparently it's the most dedicated he's been in years, but... You hear that from a lot of players, and we'll see how what what actually happens. I had him as my two. I had Lomax three, Norman at two, and then a toss up with the one point between Vaughan and Dufty. And Come, yeah, I'd be happy with. Well, I'm those happy to respect three, Nor- two. Norman two and Dufty one. Yep, yep. Okay, Lomax three, Dufty two, Norman one. The Bunnies twenty six. I don't know if it's an upset, but knocked over the Roosters 16. I tipped them too. I just did you really? I'd throw it out there. Yeah, that you did I too. You would have had a better week than most then. Yeah, I did. Mm. <laughs> I, well. I missed the upsets, obviously, but um, the true upsets, but nobody else got them either, I don't think. Gunpay it well this week. Mm. I did. Slipper I, as I well. I had some good yes. money for the slipper because I had those uh, three-game multi for the first three matches oh, and, juicy, juicy. and sort of got some good odds there. So, no, it was nice. It was nice. Barney, tell us things. <laughs> South 26 played the Roosters 16. Four tries to three. Three out of four conversions for Souths and two out of three for the Roosters. 76% completion for both sides, which didn't look didn't look like it, in, especially for the first hour. But 35 out of 46 sets played 25 out of 33 sets. Four line breaks to two. 27 tackle busts to 20. Seven offloads to 11. Three force dropouts for Souths and two for the Roosters. Uh, tackles were 324 for Souths and 403 for the Roosters. One ruck infringement for Souths, six for the Roosters. Same with the penalties conceded, one to Souths, six to the Roosters. 11 errors played 12. Cook made 38 tackles. Takiyaho made 53. Nichols with 157 metres. I think he's topped the metres two weeks in a row. The professor. And uh, Tupu with 181 metres on the wing. Walker with 95 supercoach points. Gagai with 89 and Takiyahu with 79. Uh, Gumpy, you can lead us away here. Um, yeah, it was another qu- high-quality game. South just ambushed them at the start, blew them away, and the, the usual suspects, Walker and Mitchell, were had their fingerprints all over it. Um, yeah, but South was strong in the forwards. I thought Cameron Murray was back to the way he should be playing, up quick, playing the ball, Cook getting a little bit of a head start out of dummy Well, it's half. not a coincidence. Well, there's two factors. It probably been Cook's best game in a long time. Was that and Freddie Lussick, like yeah, there's a big became a pumpkin head for well. There's a the big game. difference between the the two inability yeah. at this point 100%, in their careers. Sorry, kicking. So, but yeah, look, and South got on the front foot. The Roosters, I thought, were still admirable. They came back. They were you know down a fair bit, and they they stuck in there they could have they were entitled to get beat by 40 really like the last time they played they did they sort of capitulated but they especially losing both halves that's right they and they dug in and they Lindsay Collins went off both halves were off um so that they did really well the couple on a like Latrell was next level again at the start of the game, hey, I think. Cookie was right. I, Best fullback in the game. Well, <laughs> I, you know, he, you're never going to get the output from Latrell 
that you are from other fullbacks. But yeah. you know what he did in the first twenty minutes of that game once out the game. Yeah, he puts his, like he puts just his mark puts on his it. imprint yeah. on yeah. the game, and then sort of gets into the game when he needs to, and and not um, the big difference I think for South in the forwards this year, where people thought that they might have been a bit iffy in the past is Dry Arrow. Um, he's been amazing. They certainly knew what they were paying for. When they paid for him, some people turned around saying, oh, is that too much money for Dry Arrow? Well, at the moment, no. I earmarked him as one of my better buys for the season. No would be the short answer there in in terms of that. And apparently he was a marked man. All the talk was... The oh. whole Rooster team were out to get him. Apparently, there's stop arrow, stop the south. Yeah, well. they were just they yeah. wanted to get him, and well, and yeah. might have thrown him off a little bit well, at the I start of the game. Yeah, but. I don't know that they were that effective in in doing <laughs> so. Definitely not. If that was their plan, again, the Roosters were good. I, I special mention there for uh, Takiaho. I think uh, yeah. you know fifty three tackles there best. for yeah. me with like him. Fifty three tackles, one hundred and thirty two meters, can kick goals, and kicks goals, which I love. He does, you know, all of those things. So. In my view, he was the Roosters' best player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll pass on to somebody else. When I um, well yeah, when I when I sit down to pick my favourite team, which we've never done, we might even do that this year. Um, Big Mo and Takiyo, my props. Like without even thinking about it, because they're just tremendous. They are. Um, That'd be a good one. Pick yeah. just our favourite just player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it might just, just be a, it, it, it tends to come through each week, though, who we, we, who yeah, we like. No. We, who, who we, yeah, like. Daggy M stands for Daggy Mo, but that's... Uh, oh, Daggy. <laughs> Daggy Mo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Takeo was tremendous. Uh, Crichton, Tupanua tried their best. Uh, do you want to, oh, keep that. Dan Gaigai, seven line breaks. I, he has been outstanding the last... Um, 18 months. He's always had it. He's, he's always had that footwork, it, but he's, uh, man, that just... Uh, for a contract. Defenders see? just stand no, there no and one. look at him and go, holy fuck, what's he doing? And then he's, he runs past he's a happy them. player. Um, well, you've, you've touched on all the key points for me, really. Cook, Cook getting the ball and was good, and then it's just a little trailing Cody show. And I think Wayne Bennett just loves it. I think he's got a heart on for it, if he's still capable. And um, oh, I'm tipping Wayne. Let's go. I'm tipping he's capable. Still got a bit of testosterone. <laughs> yeah. I'm tipping he's going. Uh, yeah, I have heard stories. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned Freddie Lussick did not have a great game, and the the loss of Sam Verrills for another six weeks is is yeah, I don't think um, dangerous. I don't think uh, has Jared helped him. I think he jumped on the back of Jared, and they both got a bit too aggressive and started doing a bit of stupid stuff yeah. there in the in the ruck, and just yeah, they both lost their head there for a good half an hour. But keep going. Yeah, South absolutely dominated that first half, as we as we said. They just and the Roosters couldn't hold the ball. So <laughs> one team's not holding the ball, the other team's doing everything right. South jumped out to a lead. I thought actually, South actually took their foot off in the second half. I think mm. that's what sort of helped the Roosters well, get back into it, to be honest. Yeah. I thought they just went, we've fired our shots. We don't need to fire anywhere anymore. Well, and and why show them what, what else we've we got? I was watching it live at the pub, so it, the timing you know, in my head doesn't always match up. When I went back and watch it, I didn't realise it was so deep in the game until they even got on the board, mm-hmm. Roosters. And, and that tried from Teddy to get them back on the board. That was just like... I used to... With Brad Fittler, when I used to go out to a lot of live games, he'd just go, I'm going to score now. And he did. Yeah, it was and just a Teddy quick, just went, okay, I can score now. And off he went. There was he's, half a break there and yeah. he took off and got, got through it. A tremendous play, but yeah. Yeah, the um, Souths, Souths were actually better in the forward pack. Than, there was a, I thought there was a few passengers in that Roosters pack there. for Call him a tongue, tremendous hit. A couple of yeah. great hits. and yeah. But um, the Roosters... 
did did their job without sort of making any sort of impact on the game. Realistically, there was only one or two of them that actually made an impact on the game. And then, as we said, they lost both their halves. And once you lose both your halves, you've, you're fucking long way behind. And mm. good luck getting back then. Yeah, as I said, I thought the, the Rabbitohs switched off. I thought that's the only reason it got back to sort of where it did. Ollie? Uh, yeah, well, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said, especially the fact that the Rabbitohs probably could have put 40 on them. Um, I just want to give a quick shout-out, I guess, to Cody Walker because I shat on him the first two weeks. So, fair's fair. He he had a good game this week in round three, and I guess I'm going to get in a bit of a, a cheeky plug here, but it's still relevant. You brought up Mark Nichols. So, today I did an interview with former Rabbitohs player Steve Maven, and um, he's obviously a co-host on the Rabbitohs radio network, the official Rabbitohs podcast. So, okay. I listened to that before I interviewed him. And they have a lot of access to the players. They interview them and that. And what they've heard from a lot of the players is Mark Nichols at training at least from what we don't see on the field is one of the most crucial cogs in that team because he's sort of that leader leads by example and the players Pushes really the get around, around. Him. and yeah, I guess yeah. those star players are better for I guess the impact Mark Nichols has so it's interesting to see because you always hear about you know in the, in the star teams that oh it's actually this player at training who's There's the one who actually is the leader, spiritual yeah, yeah, yeah I guess a bit of a heart and soul if you will so shout out to Mark Nichols for that That's and it's cool. good with Mark Nichols too because he he, was, he wouldn't be their highest paid forward. He'd be far be from their it. Lowest he, he'd be one forward. of their lowest paid forwards. And, you know, you could spit the dummy out and say, well, he's getting paid more than me, so I'm going to work a little less harder and whatnot. So he's obviously committed to the but team. But his job is basically, he's pretty much their other biggest body, apart from maybe Kula Matangi. The, and he comes on and keep, tries to keep up the Burgess role. You know what I mean? Just that role forward. Just, and, he yeah, just yeah, comes he, on and they don't lose anything when he yeah. comes on. I had to mention it because I'm so surprised it hasn't been mentioned in media uh, the last two days, but the Saluka Fafida shot. Oh, mate. Seriously, we're, we're at the beautiful Grey Gums Hotel in Penrith. Um, oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> I used beautiful in that sentence. I don't know think of that. Um, but if I was sitting in a pub and walked up to someone and just punched him in the back of the head, I'm pretty sure I go to jail. Quite uh, possibly. How he got two weeks for that and to sin bin is disgraceful. Tell me if I'm wrong, but seriously, that should have been 12 weeks. Especially a hit to the back of the head. To the, the back head, of the head, the head unsided, and he's still there and just went, I'm going to punch in the back of the head. Yeah, four he for got, a dog shot, four for stupidity. Why not? Even eight, eight weeks. at least yeah. that's something. He got two on an early play is, to me, disgusting. Am I wrong? That's dead shit. I'd, I'd be surprised if he plays him again. He probably honest. won't. Robinson will probably just brush him and fucking yeah. send him back to Reggie's. Because that's dumb shit, and that's not the way that they do that, fucking, you know? Well, I didn't bring it up. Robertson will hate that. You know, it's not even noteworthy. It's well, it is noteworthy. It's noteworthy but, in but that it's nothing else happens. In terms, yes, yes. If he'd got twelve, would have said, "Yeah, he's right. Move on." I wouldn't have mentioned it. Correct, but in, yeah, it's look. It's not a proper suspension, in in my view. It's a bad look, like we said with the Kafusi incident. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. If look he'd knocked great. him out. What would they have done? Well, in terms they probably of would have given him 10 weeks if he'd knocked him out. Yeah. Like if he'd but that's him cause and effect shouldn't be the no, of course it should. that. No, of and course it that's what annoyed me in that there was two days of, in media of how Kafusi was a dog shot and this and that, and it just wasn't mentioned. That was an absolute. He went out of his way to fucking punch a bloke yeah. in the back of the head that well, was on the ground. He looked at him and just went, I'm going to get you. And was, yeah. and was pinned to the ground. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to do something terrible and against all laws of humanity here. I'm going to bring up something from the AFL. I saw a couple of highlights in the same game. I think it was the GWS game over the past week, and it was interesting. So at the start of the game, a bloke literally runs up to someone else and just whacks him in the head. You can tell that he went in with intent, right? But because the player got up and he was fine, nothing. He got off scot-free, nothing. Later in the game, someone accidentally whacks someone in the head, and the guy goes down and he's hurt and he's out for two weeks. And it's like, well, the second act wasn't as bad as the first act. There was no malice in the second act, but there was in the first act. But the guy, the first guy gets off, the second guy gets suspended because it, it's that cause and yeah. effect thing because the guy was... And that's not how we should be... Of course not. Both, both plays should have got done, but... It's intent. Like, yeah. I, I still think it's got to come back to intent. And 100%. I guess you 100% don't know, but with... Saluka for feeder, he, he had intent. He punched him in the head. That was a like dog. Yes. Yeah. He it's looked at him, punch. watched him for. Te- well, it's like, slow down for half a second. I'm going to punch him in the back like of the it's, head. It's, and that's where yeah. it's probably different to the Kafusi one because. And lined him up. Kafusi's coming down and went, I'll you get you. He lined him up. It's you like can't the, be 100% yeah. that Kafusi meant it. Yeah. I can't be. That's right. I don't think I can't. But with the other guy. It's 100%. Yeah. It doesn't it's like the bloke pub that's standing at the pub and someone just walks Correct. up and clocks him in the yeah. side of the head 100%. and he's looking the other way. Correct. Yeah, and if he does that, he goes to jail. It's called a coward punch. Mm. Um, and just because if I punch you in the front of the head or the back of the head and you don't go down, if I punch you and I kill you, it shouldn't be any different. Yeah. I've just got a hard head. Yeah, so that, that, I'll have to look matter. at it. So you, might have to, you might have to break your hand. You might break your hand, mate. That's all right. The uh, Daggy M's. I've also decided we can take uh, points point. off in Daggy well M's. Done. Good point. Um, I've just decided because so Luca Fitti gets minus forty Dag M's. So put that in. You don't going to worry about. Anyway we can minus if we need to. I had Latrell three, Walker two, and the conversation was Cook, Takiyaho, or um, or Gay Guy one. Thoughts? I'll, yeah, ba- I'll back Walker. I had Walker three. I had Murray two, and I had Takiyaho one. I yeah, mine was uh, I had Mitchell three. Jai Arrow 2 and Takiyaho 1. So I'd say then you'd probably have Latrell 3. So you went, who had you go? You well, went I went, we both went Walker. But All right, so yeah. we'll, we'll flip it. Walker 3, Latrell 2, Takiyaho 1 or? As someone who voted for Walker, I'd say go Latrell 3 because I think we all had Latrell in our list yeah. at, at some point. Okay. And I don't think you had Walker, so I think that's fair. Latrell 3, yeah. Walker 2, Takiyaho 1. Yep. Yep. Okay, Very good. Yes. <laughs> We're skipping it. <laughs> Warriors 34, Raiders 31. Uh, I assume it's the biggest comeback in Warriors history. By a point, yeah. By a point. Um, injury took its toll. This was the uh, the whole talking point of the weekend where injury took its toll and uh, Barney caught it quite early. I think I was sitting with you about yeah, it was just after half time. And you about said, 30 minutes in, I said, yeah, the Raiders will gas at the end of this yeah, game. And, got no and, chance and now. you could just see, and I think five minutes later, said, here goes the inside and the, the middle well gave too. away. And yeah, they did they well tried hard. Tr- to almost hang on. Um, yeah, I said the middle would fall apart with about half an hour to go, and that's pretty much what happened. Five tries played six, five out of five conversions for the Raiders, five out of six for the Warriors. Uh, 85% completion for Canberra, played 76% for the Warriors. 33 out of 39 sets, played 31 out of 41. Five line breaks to eight. 24 tackle busts, played 32 for the Warriors. Three offloads for the Raiders and 20 for the Warriors. Four strikes. Dropouts were two for Canberra, one for New Zealand. 
344 tackles, played 334, five ruck infringements for Canberra, two for the Warriors, one penalty conceded by Canberra and five by the Warriors, eight errors to 10, Sutton with 51 tackles, Egan with 46, Rapana with 221 metres and RTS with 253. Supercoach points, Nick Arima with 134, RTS with 133 and Ryan Sutton with 113. Just for everyone that's not aware, <laughs> I had Cody Nikarima and uh, Roger Tuovasashek on my bench as non-playing reserves in our draft this week. That is all. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go first. Here. 240 points. Yeah. Didn't need them. It's I, all good. I, I didn't. I won, but my God. Uh, anyway, um, Raiders were, were good the first till they lost all their plays, which was about four minutes in. Um, <laughs> and he was where the Reaper struck. So in my super coach ranks, Hudson Young, Tarpane, Chris, Ryan James. Well, I, I knocked out ten blokes in the first ten minutes. So that was good. Uh, four blokes in the first ten minutes. So there's carnage there. They came out pretty well. Um, Ryan Sutton's a serious player. I really like Ryan Sutton. And, he, and now he's got a he's starting got spot. He's, yeah. Um, but they, they've, got a, they've got a production line of him. Uh, Josh Papali was tremendous as usual, 209 metres. Um, and uh, I said that back in the last year, Rapana was playing as good as he ever has, and that was his best game. You know, I can remember. He was outstanding. He's, for it. he's, all the time. He, he's actually looking for it. He's going and, and doing the hard work. That being said, for the Warriors, and, and so they, they were fine. Yeah, obviously, when you're up by 30, you're, you're off and gone. Um, Adam Fanua Blake is, will be in the conversation by the year at this one stage. one week too early. Tipped him for first try scorer last yeah. week. <laughs> he got it this um, week. But he's just tremendous. I think he might be favourite by the year. Uh, I think, well, off top media, him, Dane Laurie's in the conversation. There's. Um, Jai Arrow and Ryan James would be the the top forward space. And then um, I think it actually helped Nick Arima not having a choice but to play footy and then not having his partner in crime there. Uh, yeah, it was all on him. Chanel just wasn't there, so he just went, yeah, Harris DeVita wasn't there. So he just had to run it. And, uh, and final word from me, his RTS is just a freak. Um, the stuff he didn't attack, but then his defensive efforts to save a couple of those tries were a particular last one, obviously, which has been played at nauseam. What an effort. What a, what a player. Outstanding. Ollie? Well, I know what the NRL can do to solve this injury crisis. Just ban Daggy from Supercoach. Um, <laughs> and it was last year. They don't have to pay me enough money. It's got about another five or six to go, yeah. Everybody's got oh, a yeah, price. This is a start. Everybody's got a price. Um, yeah, it was a really entertaining game of football to watch. I know it sort of ended in controversial fashion, but I'm, I'm glad the Warriors were able to come back. Um, as someone who, again, tipped the Raiders, I'm I'm sort of glad that I was wrong. I'm glad we got an upset because, to be honest, we haven't had too many of them thus far this season. So the more upsets we get, the better, I'd say, for a closer competition. And I think the Warriors will be that team. Well, they've... There's been three upsets so far now this year, and the Warriors have been two of them. So um, I think they can upset the Apple Card a few more times this year, and I, I, I'm confident that the Warriors will make the eight now. Probably uh, before I was thinking, okay, the Titans should make the eight, and the, the Warriors, I, I'm tipping them too, but I'm not as confident. I've pretty much got them same level. They now. should be undefeated. But I've been really impressed with the Warriors, really impressed, mm. and it, it, it's changing that philosophy. You know, for, for so many years they were playing this sort of. Uh, 
less structured, throw the ball around footy, see what you can do, and, and that can open you up to a lot of errors. But now that they've got this big imposing four pack, they're, they're just going to bash you through the middle. It, it's a change philosophy that Nathan Brown's brought to the Warriors, and I think that's going to work. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the Warriors play the rest of their games this season, honestly. Are you suggesting that Phil Gould could have a positive effect on a football club? Yeah, but I, I think credit's to Nathan Brown as no, well. No, I know. I know. Because <laughs> well, well, Gould's role, role is supposed to be mainly bringing the young players through, so he's yeah. not supposed to have too big an... He does, but he's not supposed to have that too big an impact on the club. But I think whether it's been Brown or Gould, who's behind this recruiting, needs a, a big pat on the back. Gumpy? Yeah, I agree with what Ollie said. They had a they had a hit list before they signed anybody, and Fanua Blake and Aitken and all these guys were on, on the list. Kane Evans and who hasn't really featured and Bailey sort of much tremendous Sirenen and, and guys player. like that and if they they got their men so to speak look I've said on on the the show a couple of times that the Warriors are a team I can't tip I'm going to have to probably start changing my mind <laughs> in, in terms of not tipping the Warriors I know that you know if Canberra don't have the injuries they probably win the game yeah. in, in terms of that they probably the, cruise through they, it too, you know what really, there's a the forward pass was horrendous. Yeah, we well, yeah, that, yeah. how that can be missed. And they re, yeah, the, the ref's gone this week, but like, I hope I hope the touch is gone. But like, um, she I mean. she feels a quota, so I should probably like, trouble for saying that. But no, let's be honest, she is a hundred percent. And the referee and the t- look, I think the referee was going to call a forward pass, and when he didn't get the word from the touch judge, if you watch, well, the, the whole vision, game stopped. Will here just going us forward. Yeah, yes. but that's his job. He stopped. Still, it's the his touch job. he didn't tell him, and I agree with if you. He he's got to make the call. He's got to call. Because he stood there and the game stopped for probably a minute, and we were going to forward pass. And next minute, the bucks, oh. the buck stops with him. Look, it was. I must say, I watched the replay. I saw the scores live when I was at the Golden Slipper, and sort of thought oh, I saw twenty-five-six, and sort of didn't pay too much attention to it after that because I tipped Canberra thirteen plus. Then sort of looked at the score twenty minutes later and thought, oh bugger, it's not going to be thirteen plus. And then looked and said, oh double bugger at the end of the game. But you know, there were. Sean O'Sullivan was good filling in. He was. Um, hasn't played too many games and sort of was there and thereabouts, did his job mm-hmm. in terms of that. Nick Arim was great. Two of us, Ashek was great. Fanua Blake was great. For Canberra, they, look, as Ricky said after the game, he was proud of the team and he, he's got to say that in terms of the performance. I still think he would have been disappointed getting up by 25-6 and still getting beaten with nobody on the bench. I'm sure he was yeah. disappointed. But he's got to stick up for his team and they were pretty brave in t- for what they did and the players they lost weren't exactly nuffies either. They, yeah. They've lost, no, they're, they're they've lost some, some middles there that yeah. were pretty important to them. Ryan James and Tarpany have both been pretty good. Chris yeah, Hudson Young Chris in warm-up. Hudson yeah. Young in the warm-up. Yeah. So, you know, they, they've got a few missing that are and stars Scott for their team. And played half an hour of broken ribs as well, which that was, last try came floating through there as well. It? Yeah. yeah. So, so, it's, so it's pretty courageous, really. To, and in the end, if there's no Roger there, 
Canberra win. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, Rapana, Rapana scores that try against probably most other fullbacks and most other defenders in the comp other than Roger. The only the he went looking for the, it and just smacked it as well. He's 100%. The only other, I was going to say, the only other bloke. He's probably the only other one. And he's probably six inches short, I said, doesn't get there. And probably, and doesn't have the pace of Roger either, so probably doesn't get across. But he's the only one that stopped it. So in the end, Canberra probably unlucky to lose and going forward I don't think it cruels Canberra's chances of being a, a top four or as Ollie said the premiership contender for him and, and winners so I don't know that, that Ollie would sit there and say I'm going to change and, and I'm going to go off the Raiders no. on that performance. I've still got to wait for him to go up against another heavyweight before I consider changing that. Yeah, fair enough. That's just me. And, in ter- and, and look, I agree with you. That that wouldn't turn me off if I liked. And they've them still got it. a fair bit of depth as well. They've got a lot of um, players that you haven't even seen yet that are still Horsburgh would, would walk into a, a couple of first and, grade uh, teams. Who were in Ira? Yeah. Who, if they were really desperate, they could bring back tomorrow. Which but, um, they quite possibly will. <laughs> but they haven't named. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. So, and Horsburgh and Gool are in reserve grade. Yeah. Well, Horsburgh was tipped to play Origin last year until he got hurt. But 65 minutes with one bench player, is they, yeah, it is outstanding. And, yeah, yeah, it has to be applauded, the guts that they, they put in just to, you know, and they only just lost at the end of the day. Um, Nathan Brown did come out today and said, obviously, they got they got the call this week, but they got dudded with the call last week, and they quite could have won the they one last week with the try that was not awarded. I, so. saw, I saw a post going around on Facebook from a Warriors fan. It's like, yeah, the Warriors got the rub of the green this week, but how about all these? And it's like literally ten different articles about how the Warriors got rorted in the game. So <laughs> it swings around. People yeah. remember what they want to remember. The Raiders pushed the the ball a little bit further, a little wider this week than yes. what they have been, um, which was good to see. But um, realistically, the only one of their outside backs that was better than average was Rapana, and he was very good. Um, where's, Warriors, Clock, where's Nickel Clockstack at? Like he just doesn't. He's a level under absolute yeah. A plus. He's he's safe. He's, he's a player. You know, he's a, he's, he's, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes not, out of yeah. the back. He's he's a support. But the runner. way I don't know if it's because of the way they play or whether. Yeah. He, he gets involved, He doesn't really ball yeah. play. They don't sweep. They don't, yeah. Yeah, so um, RTS was absolutely the difference in this game. He's been more involved in the last two weeks than I think he has in the last couple of years, to be yeah. honest. And they just, 100%. He went looking for the ball from the very start. Point, of the, I, I'm now subscribing to the fact the he has a point to prove this year. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's always been up there. He's always yeah, been yeah. in the top couple of fullbacks in the game, but he's going looking for work from the start of the game, and he's still saving tries at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like, he was amazing. It's one of the best games I've seen out of him for a while. Uh, injuries, yeah, as I said, 65 minutes just killed him with one yeah. bench player. The majority of the forwards were pretty good from both teams. Um, it was a really good forward battle for the entire game. They just bashed into each other again. Um, and obviously, when, you, when you're when you down to three forwards out of your rotation, it's just it's just going to kill you. If if they'd only had one or two injuries and or one or two HIAs, they'd probably hold on and do it pretty comfortably because they did blow the Warriors off the park in that first 20 minutes, half an hour. But, yeah, it was, edgy, it was thrilling. Like The last hour was back and forth. and Yeah, a thoroughly enjoyable game of footy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three, two, one. Uh, the Dagiums, RTS three, Nicarima two, and happy to debate the one, Fanua Blake, Ryan Sutton, 
anyone else I've missed. Or Jordan Rapana, for that matter. Um, RTS is getting free, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we. I, I, think, he gets I think the six. first two we. <laughs> <laughs> sure, done. All right, <laughs> give, him, give him five and give Sutton one. <laughs> You'll be lucky to get a better individual performance this year. Yeah. than that game. Hey, if you want to give him six, I'll move on. No, okay. we'll three. Uh, Nick Arima two, or yeah. we go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Sutton and who do you one? Sutton one. I'll give Sutton one. I think. See, I think sure. Canberra's got to get a one in there yeah. for the. You know, they've just been beaten, been beaten a shandy. They've got to have one player in the. Top three. <laughs> Let's skip. Bulldogs 24. Uh, Bulldogs did not score 24. Brisbane 24 beat Canterbury 0. I have reviews, refused to review this game, and I'm not talking about it. Okay. okay. If you want to do it, you can. Here's, what I'll, here's, here's the analysis I'll give. In the first half, both teams were absolute shit. Canterbury maintained that in the second half, and Brisbane were less shit <laughs> for a bit. And then muted himself, folded his arms, (laughs) and then that was about it. That's all I'm gonna give. That was more interesting than the game, Ollie. Four four tries to zero, two out of four conversions, and two penalties for the Broncos. 81% completion for Brisbane, 75 for the Dogs, 37 out of 45 sets played, 27 out of 36, six line breaks to one, 39 tackle busts to 14. 14 offloads to 8. 346 tackles to 365. 3 ruck infringements to 2. Pen- 2 penalties by the Broncos. 5 by the Dogs. 10 errors to 9. Turpin with 49 tackles. Jackson with 45. Farnsworth with 269 metres. Thought they might get a comment Come out on, Daggy. Farnsworth. Farnsworth. Meany with 200. 3 points. <laughs> Osako with 114 supercoach points. Farnsworth with 99. And Tavita Penguai Jr. with 82. <laughs> Elliot was the best of the dogs with 79 points. And I believe in a poll somewhere, this has also been vo- voted the worst game in NRL history. So <laughs> let's see what we can do. Well, I made an analogy at about half time, I think it was, when we were, everyone was calling it the worst game of football I've ever, that they'd ever seen. And it was basically me in a nightclub when I was single, trying my absolute best, knowing I've got absolutely no chance to score and I'm never going to score. <laughs> and that well. was about it. I've got to say something. Um, it's just not up to NRL standard. The Bulldogs, I feel sorry for Trent Barrett. He, I know he took the job, but he's made some changes this week and I don't know that it's going to make any difference because he, he there's no one new that he's brought in and he's sort of changed a couple of positions and whatnot. We'll, talk about that in the preview but just missed tackles and Barney and I were talking in the break earlier and just saying that some of the other teams have got problems in the backs which are bad but the Bulldogs have just got problems in the forwards and you can't fix that it's just Marshmallow Brisbane were no better but at least Brisbane get some players back this week that might give them a little bit of starch in the middle. But the Bulldogs, like Luke Thompson's the only one to come back. And last year, didn't set the world on when fire. When they started him at prop, he was good. He was their best player when they eventually started him at prop. Yeah. It's not hard to be their best player, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon, Ollie, you could get in the front row and, and be but their best player. There's like, no leg speed. <laughs> like, I'm, I didn't... Have a look at the post-contact meters, but I guarantee you there would be fuck all from the dogs because they just hit the line and go down. Um, 
And realistically, the only as you said, the only reason that the Broncos got points is because their outside backs have actually got a little bit of footwork and a little bit of pace, which the dogs couldn't handle. Their edges got just fell apart because their edges can't tackle that well. I just yeah, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> Daggy would like to give a shout out to Tavita Pango Jr. No, who are you pointing to? Oh, the th- oh, you want me to actually read out the whole thing? You you're refusing to actually read it out. Okay, so Daggy's three, two, one. First of all, I'm going to keep up the biblical theme and say. If God's omnipresent and he's everywhere, he was not at Suncorp on Saturday night. Herbie gets three, uh, Coates gets two, TPJ gets one, and I'm not going to add anything because I don't think anyone was man of the match. I've got a couple of mentions. Uh, Turpin was good, uh, TPJ, Carrigan. Uh, I thought Osako was the best player on the field. I thought Osako was the man of the match. And um, Jackson and Elliot did their job for the dogs, and that's about it. I'll go with Barney as Osako as the best player. And um, Coates would be two. Like, they they were the only ones that looked like scoring points, and they were the only ones that sort of did score points for the Broncos. But outside of that... Yeah, Osako three, I've got... Yeah, got Osako three, I've got... Um, Carrigan for two and Turpin for one. All right, Herbie's getting three. Um, we're moving on from this game. No, Osako three, Coates two, Herbie one. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. 269 run metres, Herbie. Uh, no, actually, let's not move yeah, on. He made two breaks that were about 80 metre runs. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, very, I didn't ask you before we got to this awful, awful game that I thought we were going to skip. Um, I, uh, and I'm not going to ask about the back end of this this podcast, but um, we talked about the Melbourne Prentice Happy with that. Bunnies, Roosters, Warriors, Raiders, all potential top six teams. Yep. Who are you most happy to be with and who are you ready to sack or or not? Oh, our Roosters, oh, very quickly, our Roosters gone. Happy happy to be with South. Or Rooster just, Roosters have beat up all the fools and not win a comp. Roosters should still finish seventh or eighth, I would imagine. If, oh, um, potting them right down From what I've seen from Walker, well, I had them running fourth to begin with. Um, you can't deal with having two completely inexperienced halves, depending on who they move into sixth to Tell pair you up with Walker. And, and it's be to, to his own detriment. Teddy will play first receiver and it will be to his negative. Like he tried to, when he was cooked last year, he cooked himself. I think they'd be better off putting Manu in there at six, to be honest, because you agree. can cover a centre better than you can cover a full. Um, but you, still might. You've, all, you've all said you're happy with where the Raiders are at, essentially, yeah, um, with Cavalry to come back. Yep. All right. Eels 28, Sharks 4. Uh, a very enjoyable game for me, anyway. I enjoyed it, even though I hate Parramatta, but I think now Davey Ray's gone. I like Parramatta. It's weird. Um, they were good. I liked watching them play, and Barney, you can tell us some stats. Yeah, four, to, four tries. This show might be better with me on mute. Maybe we should just sit here all the time. Five tries to Parramatta, one to the Sharks, three out of five conversions for Parramatta, and one penalty to Parramatta. Uh, Chad missed his kick again. 77% <laughs> completions to, played 82 for the Sharks. 36 out of 47 sets played 27 out of 33 sets. Seven line breaks to five. 32 tackle bust to 18, which is better for the Sharks, actually. With They played better with no bench. They missed about 15 less tackles. 15 offloads to six. Four force dropouts for Parramatta. Two for Cronulla. 
298 tackles played, 374. One ruck infringement for Parramatta. Two penalties conceded by Parramatta, six by the Sharks. 14 errors to 10. Mahoney made 37 tackles. Woods with 48 tackles. Gutho with 284 metres. And Connor Tracy with 157. RCG, 97 supercoach points. Nia Corey with 89. Gutho with 87. And Woods was the best for the Sharks with 64. Woods was good. Man, Woods was close to Sharks' best. To He's be honest, been one man. of their best for the first three He's rounds. He's been really good. Obviously, looking for a contract. Yeah, possibly. Um, I'm going to do a Trev Smith here. I actually didn't get to watch this game. I went out for a, a mate's birthday. I got the rundown though, um, and from all accounts, well, Parramatta did Parramatta things, and Cronulla were severely impacted by the no bench. By the no bench, made, that made whole, a massive difference. That whole thing. So uh, that's that's the analysis I'm giving. And Thanks, Al. Mm-hmm. There we go. But no, I had good. I had a good night. At my mate's birthday. How so was it? Right. There we go. Where was it at? Uh, just at Cranebrook, around the corner from my house, actually. And uh, yeah, it was Happy a good days. night. Did and you crawl home? <laughs> Did you I crawl got an home? Uber. I, yeah. I'm responsible. But um, I do wish that this game went on at 5.30 and I could miss the Broncos-Bulldogs game. So that would have worked <laughs> out a lot better. I missed my rant about the Broncos-Bulldogs game, but um, it's fine. You muted yourself, Peter. <laughs> no, it was a separate to it, but we're moving on. Um, <laughs> separate to it, but about the game. <laughs> No, it, it, it. God bless Action Bale, I like him. But you watch that game and do not come and tell me the two more teams will make the comp better. Just don't. Because you're now going to dilute those two teams to have people come in. Any good players that might have gone there are now going to the Brisbane Bombers or whatever you know, fast school team. How, and we'll watch four of these games every week. Who the fuck gives a shit? Seriously. Still the, watch them. The Perth Bronco Dogs. Be right. The Perth Bronco Dogs would be worse than the Canterbury Bulldogs. No, but there's just one. No, but, but just well, one okay. If you, so if you're if you're Cameron Smith and you're Adam Reynolds and the uh, Perth Bronco Dogs, uh, as you've crowned them, say, right, here's some money. You come play for us. So fuck yeah, we're going. Why would you go there and instead of Canterbury? You actually, Canterbury will be worse. And then don't write and go, I love action, so I'm not bagging for this, but go, oh, there's so many good players running around in Queensland Cup. Then why the fuck are Townsville running last? What, the Cowboys. Blackhawks? Or, no, because the, Black, the Blackhawks If they're any good, well. they'll be playing. Well, the, so why aren't they all playing the, first grade? The Townsville no. players, to be fair, should be playing because they're going really okay, well. Okay, fair enough. Cup, but the, so. you don't tell me there's enough talent to dilute it by two more teams. All I'm going to say there's is... There's not. I'm gonna there's say clearly what, I'm not. I'm going to say what I've said the past forever. No, it annoys me. It's never it's talked that, about. No, the talent pool's not diluted. It's just not evenly distributed, which is a big problem. It's never going to change. It's not. So, yeah, I agree with that. If you literally went... Unless I sat down and said, all right, Daggy, in, or let's say you had an independent commissioner, which was supposed to be. It doesn't exist too easy. I think he works for the Roosters. Um, and said, okay, every Roosters player. He does. Ian, what's his name? Works for the Roosters. Um, Schuster. <laughs> Is that him? If Schubert. Alleg- Schubert. I think he does. Allegedly, yeah. in case of. Well, he's an ex-player there, so. But if you, yeah, if you sat down and said the market value of every player, of course the market isn't right. But the market's only what people are willing to pay, and people are more willing to pay more to have Corey Allen playing. He's been demoted to the wing already. Uh, in fairness, he had a good year, but like he's gone now. He's now just a Bulldog player. Well, who's Nick say, you know, obviously, it's got a lot to do with talent scouts as well. That obviously aren't picking up yeah. the right talent and all the rest of it. Yeah. But I understand. I, I 100% right, agree. You've had your rant. Shut the fuck no, up. No, but don't tell me that two more teams <laughs> are going to make it better. Two more teams will make it worse, or we'll accept mediocrity instead of accepting every game should be Parramatta Melbourne, not Bulldogs. Why have the I haven't watched AFL in 15 years because it's unwatchable because every game is dollar seven. And also shit sport. But I used to at least watch the good games. Now there are no good games until finals time. This is what we're going to get to. Am I wrong? 
there is well, a bigger bigger void this year between the top six and the rest. The, of the first four games of the round are a dollar seven. It's winks. Yeah, and in no doubt, like if it, if they lose, Jesus is probably walking the game and referee on Easter Monday. There, <laughs> the but void is getting. That's bigger. where we're at. The, the, the NRL is always going to push for expansion because it's what what the game wants and it's it a money gets thing. more. It, yeah. you know, there's more games means. More yeah, but money one team's going to just mean everything. a buy and no more money. If you bring in two, at least you're getting another. What is it? No, but million dollars a game. The, yeah, I but mean, then not it's, the plan is a year and a half later. There's another team. It's, <laughs> not necessarily in terms of like an extra game right, being that's played. That's cool. And in ten years' time, when we're doing this show, anyway. and the East Melbourne, Penrith, and uh, Canberra, the top four teams again, mm. what we're going to have the same it's debate? Just, it's just the areas they're trying to get more people from different areas that aren't involved in the game at the moment. Then so. move. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, that's my rant. I get some of chest now. That all being said, Gutho is really good. I like yeah. him. He's a good player. Um, Eels were good. Fergo's actually getting ball, and surprise, surprise, the bloke's a good winger. Uh, near Cora, there's actually rocks He's in the not head. He's as old as you thought he was. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You were potting him on the back end of last Who year. Who was that with the chat about it? No, no. Yeah, it's the Jason Croker of Paramount. No, he, he- I he was he got no ball all last year. No, That's why he scored no. He didn't tries. get no ball. No, 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 no. I acknowledge the fact that he wasn't getting a lot of ball. Right, but he was. He was. He was. I'm speaking in tongues. <laughs> Jesus really is here. Uh, um, he set me off now. No, he he did get opportunities, and he just was not as good as 2019. He got fuck all ball because Wong and Blake cannot pass yes. the fucking and. Ball. To my point, there is rocks in the head at Parramatta if they do not start near Corey at centre for the rest of the year because he was tremendous. He has been um, two weeks in a row. Yep. He was outstanding. Defence, he was great. In attack, he was great. He actually popped a pass and Wax look what happened. run over the top yep. of him, passes the was ball outstanding. when needed. Uh, that all being said, Gutho's just like my new man crush, apart from Mo later. Um, tremendous. 284 run metres. He was just everywhere. As soon as Mo just went down, he just said, I'm going to play both receivers. Doesn't matter. Give me the ball. Work it all out. Uh, and therefore, I know they're beating up 13 blokes, but um, I thought RCG was back to some of last year's form. And Very good. Their forwards are good. Simple for Extremely me. Good. Barney, what do you got, Dad? Sharks' back line was average at best. Has been for most of the season, to be honest. Um, there's not a lot of spark in that back line. Oh, that's you, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not a lot of spark in that back line, and they're, the, uh, the, they're not getting a lot of good ball either, to be honest. Um the show, they don't, oh mate, you can't, you cannot say that they didn't do their best. They should have been blown off the park. Like, they tried very hard. There, there was holes everywhere. Their, their front line defence wasn't brilliant, but their scramble defence was brilliant, and it's the only reason they didn't get beaten by forty or fifty or sixty or yeah. Yeah, you, know, you get three blokes out of the game 20, 20 minutes into the game, and then another one goes just before halftime. But what can you do? Um, the forwards that were left on the field did an awesome job, but they were. Ne- I'd never thought they were going to win the game anyway. So you know, ex- all the injuries and excuses aside, I always thought they were going to get beaten by twelve to twenty points anyway. And I was happy that they stuck Jeez, in as mate. hard and as long as they did. And that's the first three rounds. That's all they've done realistically. They won the first game on guts and grit, and if they can keep doing that all year, that's what keeps most fans happy realistically. So. Yeah. Gumpy? Yeah, I'd had 25 beers, but I did watch the game when I got <laughs> home from Rose Hill. Um, managed to get... Old mate actually got us home in the Uber, the Beaver nice. myself. Oh. So, yeah, um, you a bit worried, Did the Beaver pay for it, or it's not like him? Oh, we, we shared. Mm. 
that's I'll, yeah, no. that's no you can we, hear the beaver and I on shows your tips every year we split the uber um look yeah I I agree with what the boys have already said in terms of the game Cronulla were brave they never had any hope after they had the injuries and I agree with Barney I don't I thought it'd be a 13 plus game before that so it's probably ended the way we thought it'd end sort of anyway in terms of that again Junior Paulo was good Gutho was good yep. Ferguson was good Niakura was good you know I don't think Para had a, a bad player um, the Reaper struck me in that game to add Mitchell Moses as captain. Ditto. Three points and doubled yep. for doubled for six as captain. So that was fantastic for my super coach. Yep. The Sharks, again, their forwards work really hard. Um, they're Hamlin Uellis and the, the Toby Rudolphs and blokes like that that are sort of unheralded got Hunt players. have got you know, to come back and Johnson. So, so there's a few there's players to come back into there. their team. So I think yeah. they'll be in that middle seven to ten kind of team they'll put in and you know their problem is still I guess for last year and this year they haven't beaten a top eight team yep. and you know until they start beating top eight teams they, they're they not going to be a top eight team themselves so all the injuries aside and, and whatnot. Yeah, well, I've had them I know. had them missing the eight at the start of the year and the one thing that's got me you know the one thing I'm happy about is just the commitment that they put into every game so they yeah. can keep doing that all year they might scrape in. Now, yeah. last year, Manly won that game against Canberra where they held on with no reserves and it was an amazing game. And and it's a it's a bad now because more's happened, but literally haven't won a game since. It gutted them. Is it concerns that the same could happen after this week to Cronulla like they they held in this game? And mm-hmm. and, and to the lesser extent, Canberra, Canberra have so many fresh troops still to come. But to the same with Canberra, like, they have that game where they bust their ass and then it, it catches up with it a week later. It's a, yeah, they could quite possibly get blown off the park this week. The fact that they're playing the Cowboys is probably the only reason it might not happen. Oh, well, that, yeah, 100%. I actually think um, it's quite galvanising. Have, they've got Hunt and Talakai to come back into, which will give them a bit of freshness when they do come back. I think Talakai... <laughs> they were both meant to come back last week, but they're still out, so who knows what's going on there. But mm. got to put it this way too. The Raiders, they're a filet mignon. Cronulla, they're, they're a good, solid KFC feed. Gets the job done. You know, tasty. The minute stay. Manly, Manly are just... Fuck. A crumb. <laughs> Let's end on that note. Uh, the Tigers 24, <laughs> Newcastle 20. Wow. Uh, up there. Barney? <laughs> Tell us what you rough. really think. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> What are the dogs? The dogs. <laughs> the green stuff under the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give them the grain of rice. They're, they're an the, actual... They're oh, the lint from your belly button. <laughs> Newcastle 20, Tigers Salty. 24. Four tries apiece. Two out of four conversions for Newcastle. Four out of four for the Tigers. 67% completions for the Newcastle played 87 from the Tigers. Uh, what do we got here? 28 out of 42 sets played 34 out of 39. Four line breaks apiece. 27 tackle busts for Newcastle. 30 for the Tigers. 14 offloads for Newcastle and 5 for the Tigers. Uh, four drop out each. No 40-20s. I don't think there was a 40-20 kick all weekend. Uh, the the Dane Laurie moment would have been. 
Yeah, I think there's only been one or two for the entire season, actually, which I've been keeping track of. But 351 tackles played, 361, three ruck infringements apiece. Tigers gave away three penalties, and Newcastle didn't give one away, apparently. 18 errors by Newcastle played eight for the Tigers. Uh, Braley made 53 tackles, 12 with 49. Clemmer with 193. Nofo with 174 metres. Supercoach points. Watson got 104. Hoy with 103. And Dewey with 90. Did we do Daggy M's for the last game? No, sorry, we did not. Uh, we will go back. Three, Gutho, two, RCG, one, Fergo. Anyone to debate that? No. Three, Nia I'm happy Corre. to go with that. Three, Nick Okore. Nia I thought was the man of the match. I thought he was the difference in that game. I'm you? happy to put him at one. Gutho's three for me. Uh, two for Gutho and whoever the other one that you said. But I thought Nia was the man of the match. Okay, three, Gutho, two, Nia We can debate one, Fergo or RCG, or we can... Debate those three. RCG. 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 Didn't watch the game, so RCG. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, no Fergo. Fergo, we're brushed. Yeah. Right. Poor wingers getting a shit cop again. Um, Gump, what'd you make of this game? Yeah, I enjoyed the game again. The the Knights, and I said on the, the show last week that they need to convince me that they're a consistent football team. And there's a big mm. difference between their best and their worst. And, look, I don't think they were horrendous. And I think the Tigers were better for longer in this game. I think that in the first two games, the Tigers were good for 15 minutes or 20 minutes for this game. They were good for... 50 or 60 possibly, if you want to put a time limit on it. The Knights, I don't know. I always thought still that the Knights were going to win. Watching the game, I thought, you know, I didn't think the Knights were necessarily playing better. I just sort of felt comfortable that the Knights at the end would get over the line. And, I, you know, Mitchell Pearce, and it always comes back to Mitchell Pearce, but he was, for his 300th, I thought, a little disappointing. There was no last tackle options at all. No. In that well, they started going to Watson rather than Pierce yeah. towards the back end yep. of the game. I know that, you know, put Best and Ponga in the team. They're probably 12, 16 points there. But in that's terms now their, their hunt. Their, that's their play. That's all they've got. And... We saw the back end of last year. Everyone started rushing. Remember, everyone started rushing Ponga, and then they were just that's straight. Those straight sets once that happened. And so. and look, the other stat to sort of come out of the game is that the last two games the Knights have played at home haven't conceded one penalty. Um, home ground advantage a bit there. They've played they played the Bulldogs there and didn't concede a penalty. They've played the Tigers there and didn't concede a penalty. So they didn't do my perfect, stats this week. They've but. been perfect in two home games. So, and they still couldn't win the game against the Tigers not having conceded a penalty. I think Dane Laurie's in the conversation as one of the best buys of the year and in the end it was a kind of a fluke. I guess that yeah. the Tigers sort of got older, <laughs> yeah. Dane Laurie. Um, but and Penrith did right out of the deal in fairness. Oh, uh, look, I'm not, yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's nothing of him. He yeah. throws his body in front. He runs hard. He's... Makes a big difference to the team. Does I don't know that Luke Brooks was any better or worse than he is any other yeah. week. Little gives them a bit out of dummy half, as we've sort of t- spoken about before. The forwards aimed up probably a bit better this week, and they missed less tackles, ran a bit harder. Yep, you know. 
Barney? I thought it was just that fraction below top grade footy. It was a very, very good game, but it was, you know, there's a little bit of lack of class at different times of the game where it got a bit scrappy. But um, it was a yeah, fantastic game. It was back and forward for the entire game. The the middle battle was brilliant. They just went back and forward. Like, the, the Tigers stood up to Clemmer and Saifidi and actually got on got over the top of them by the end of the game, which is not a lot of packs have been able to do that so far. And I thought the, that was probably, you know, the Tigers actually laid that platform, which they haven't done in the first two weeks, which gave um, Dewey some room to move. And I thought Dewey was the Tigers' best player on that, mm. on that field by a fair way um, he looks very creative he's big enough body and to, when he runs he makes a difference when he decides he's going to pass and kick he, do, he, he did make a difference and it was good um, I'm thinking Stefano should probably start yeah, I think by the end he will I think he should be starting next week or the week after to be honest um, Twal was very good Twal was your best forward yeah um, Frizzell was probably Newcastle's best forward um, yeah Newcastle had more than enough opportunity to win this game and um, I thought the Tigers just took their opportunities that little bit better than what the Newcastle did um, Newcastle got fuck all out of their bench Yeah, that's part to do with the coach as well considering how many minutes some of their bench players got but um, they got absolutely nothing out of their bench and the Tigers actually got a decent kick out of their bench which um, helped them along especially through the middle um, yeah pretty good game dominated in the middle and the Tigers had that little bit extra class with Ollie. the playmakers yeah really impressed with the Tigers in particular the Fords as you said I'm a bit of a spoiler but I'm actually going to go with uh, Stefano for man of the match I just really liked what I saw out of him I'd like to see him get that starting spot as you guys were talking about just something I want to bring up though after the game online and it's, it's not necessarily going to be my peanut but I saw so many Newcastle fans say oh Dom Young shit send him back to the UK what people have got to realise as well he's 19 He's just gone to the other side of the world. Very limited opportunity. Yeah, limited opportunity. You know, he's not necessarily going to set the world alight straight away. And I honestly thought he had a decent game. It was just that last last 10 minutes he just shit the bed. Made a couple of crucial errors. In attack watching him live... When he had the ball a couple of times in our twenty, you, you he was the most nervous. He was the most. Ner- him and Frizzell were the two. I was like, and Barnett were, were two. I'm going off. Oh, like trouble yeah. here. Well, the thing is, he just looks like a. I thought like he pop. showed a bit. I, yeah. thought, I, yeah, I agree. And, okay. and that's all he really needs to Made do. Made a few crucial errors, but yeah. But um, you know, it, yeah. If you're getting a six foot six attacking well, centre, that's, that's what you're going to get. Nineteen year old kid, man. Yeah, yeah. And and you look at there's a bit players. of Jamal Idris about yeah. him. Isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Wise, yeah. body type, yeah. Yeah. the way he plays. And you just see him, and they just look like an athlete. You know, like a proper come athlete across as a star. Big, yeah, come across. Star, yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I think he is, and I think he can live up to that. But yeah, it's one game, Newcastle fans. Honestly, I think you guys possibly have got yourself a bit of a diamond in the rough. Just give him a chance. So yeah, you mentioned. I, I was really impressed. I was really happy with the Tigers' forwards, let's say, because you mentioned the front runners, but also Frizzell and Barnett were both really good and, and they managed to hold out enough there. Mm-hmm. Um, Shibasaki obviously did not have his best outing. No, he had a um, Shibasaki. But we, that can be uh, countered by uh, Kapoa, <laughs> who, how he got named again this week, I have no idea. 
So the two moments he had, he made a break with four inside him and decided he's going to kick to the sideline. So well done on that. Um, Then he dropped a sitter. No, he dropped one cold uh, five minutes to go when we're ahead and just gave him field position with Chase Godoff. I seriously don't know how he's a first-grade player. Um, Well, he's not. He's just not. So I don't know how he's getting picked. I don't know Zach Sainz there. I know... Uh, well, you know, if we could play Tommy Talao on the wing, whatever it might be. So, Momorowski shout out to, and, and they did have Momorowski. Uh, the guzzler, the turkey guzzler <laughs> did have 10 bucks on me giving my pot plant to Capoa, but surprise, surprise, actually he won't. Um, but he, he deserves it. Any other week, he'd be immoral. And I'm taking that $10 guzzler. I'll buy you a guzz out of it. Most of by coming off the bench and just not able to get a ball from dummy half to a first receiver is another embarrassment. Then dropping a ball over the line, which would have wrapped the game up. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, Dane Laurie was tremendous. He's, you know, 10 kilos smaller than you really want to have a superstar winger, uh, fullback, but he was great. Nofa was good again. I thought it was one of um, Luke Garner's best games in first grade, defensively especially. He was really good. Um, we've talked enough about this game, though. I think they're both teams on the same level, so if Tigers absolutely play the best, they can finish eighth. If they don't, they'll finish 12th, and that's really all. And same as Newcastle. Newcastle do get Ponga back eventually, and they got Blake Green coming back, but their fifth tackle options were atrocious. They just had... There was a no point I was concerned about any of their halves. I was concerned about a, a crash play or a Jake Braley dart, but watching the game, you never thought their halves were ever going to tear us apart. And, I, and conversely, Adam Dewey looked great, and Luke Brooks, when he ran, was, was a very, very looked dangerous at times, let's say. Um, to wrap it up, I gave Dewey three, I gave Laurie two, and I gave Frizzell one. Any other opinions? Look, Dewey was the best player on the field. I had Dewey. And kicked four from four. It's not often I get to say that about a Tigers kick. I had yeah. Dewey with three. I gave um, I gave Frizzell two and uh, Stefano one. Mm-hmm. Well, Stefano's my man of the match, so maybe chuck him in with one, I guess. Dummy. Yeah. Oh, I'd have Dane Laurie in there as well. I, th- I think well, Dane Laurie would be... The second best player on the field for mine. Let's go. Dewey three, Stefano two, Laurie one. No, not Laurie one. Um, no, no. Yeah, uh, Laurie one. Laurie one, sorry. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Titans 44 defeated the Cowboys eight. Barney? Yep. Uh, we had two tries for the Cowboys, seven for the Titans. Zero out of two conversions for the Cowboys. Seven out of seven for the Titans and a penalty. 72% completion for the Cowboys compared to 68 for the Titans. Yeah, okay. 23 out of 32 sets, played 28 out of 41. Uh, Line breaks were 3 for the Cowboys, 11 for the Titans. 23 tackle busts, played 42. 9 offloads to 13. 4 dropout for the Titans. 310 tackles, played 283. 1 ruck infringement by the Cowboys. 5 penalties, played 3. 12 errors to 13. Dunn made 42 tackles, Rain with 36, Holmes with 228 metres, and Fafita with 187. Supercoach points, Fafita with 112, Sammy with 107, AJ with 91, plus another three Titans, and then you get down to Tuolungi with 71 for the Cowboys. Can I ask a favour of Barn next week with the stats? Yes, mate. Can we do missed tackles? Because I know we mm. do tackles. Top which is player or? Great. Or just, just a few. No, I do tackle busts, but I don't no, do but no, missed tackles. Missed tackles. Yeah, okay. Blokes that miss tackles. So you yeah. want top two or yeah, one we, from we, each team? Yeah, because you called Just Dunn, pick out a couple. Dunn if if some stand yeah, out. Yeah, he missed eight. He missed eight tackles. Yeah, he missed eight yeah. tackles. He made 36 he was the worst by a while. and missed eight. Yeah. Well, that's... The 36 he made, I don't give a shit. 
right, missed, I'll do the top. He's missed top eight. two just missed tacklers out. from each team. Yeah, just pick yeah, it. Yeah. If it's one and one, leave it out. Look, I, mm. there's a couple of stats that you know were misleading, uh, like, yeah. but I think yeah. missed tackles is one that's leading and and drop balls and errors. Yeah. I, I know we want to highlight the good things in a game, but. Well, I've looked games at errors, one and but lost most on errors are generally one or two for most players. Yeah. You don't get, yeah, no. And if there's a game where it's missed, if you get a great game where it's no missed tackles, but you're not going to mention it. It's worth it. documenting no. if uh, yeah, if someone misses eight. Missed eight. Well, I'll have a look at the top two missed tacklers from each team. Yeah, no, that, yeah. just... If it's all ones, leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a look yeah, at the top just, two. It's just a stat that I I don't no, no, generally yeah. like stats, but yeah. that's one that I... Any noteworthy missed tacklers on That as a coach of... At different levels, I focus more on how many tackles they miss rather sure. than how many they make. Yeah, yeah. If if you make eight and miss five, well, you're ineffective. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep going, Gumpy. While you're in a roll. Yeah, uh, Titans were really good. Uh, you know, I was very confident that they'd win convincingly. I know Ollie, as a Titans fan, wasn't. He was a bit sort of nervous about the game. That's Ollie. Had no no, no reason to be nervous. They were really good. And I want to give a, a bit of a shout-out to Jamal Fogarty. He's come a long way in a, in a short space of time in terms of his NRL experience. He's yeah, the captain. Yep. He seems very calm-headed. He gets them around the field. He they he puts them into the right positions. Like He's not the fastest. He's not the most skillful. He doesn't have the best kicking, all of those types of things, but he's really effective. I saw an interview with him after the game, and he's quite well spoken. And, and the way he spoke about the t- speaks about the team and his teammates and the coach and whatnot. So a big shout out to him. He wasn't the best player on the field, but I think he's without him, who's he's not the highest paid player at the club. I think that they're going to have some problems if That's Jamal Fogarty's um, not child, there. By the way, yeah, yeah look, I, I really, you know was a bit concerned about them in the spine. But he doesn't miss too many tackles. In, no, he doesn't in, make in errors. terms of that, yeah. I, I like Tanner Boyd. I, I think gonna, he's yeah. better going forward than Ash Taylor, and we sort of discussed that last week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they win the next four games, does Ash Taylor get back into the team? Probably not. Mm. Um, David Fafita was good. I want Fafita to convince me he's not a flat-trap bully. But, <laughs> yeah. but the, in the games that he's played this year, he can only do what he can do against the opposition. Yeah. He's had the first game. He was crook, was disappointing. The last two games, he's been... Best player. Very hard to handle. Tino was better this week. Um, yep. Look, the Cowboys, what can you say? I don't I don't know that there's anything overly positive. I don't nope. – I couldn't – I wouldn't put a Cowboys – Second player. week in a row, I've had no notes for the Cowboys. I wouldn't put a Cowboys week, player in the other team. Yeah. So if I was picking a team out of the two teams combined, yep. I wouldn't have a Cowboys player in the Titans team for that week. I think that they were outmatched every position on the field. They're already talking about issues in the camp with discontent amongst players and in the same restaurant as the coach and Tao Malolo and Valentine Holmes apparently talking to managers and whatnot while Todd Payton was in the restaurant across the other side. Um, not a good look. <laughs> where there's generally where there's smoke, there's fire oh. in terms of, of that. So, look, and I thought there might be a problem with Todd being forthright in that first game with Tao Malolo, the younger generation, and I'm older than, than you guys, and I know for a fact that the younger generation don't like being called out, yeah. and he's being called out, and whether he hasn't liked it or the other players haven't liked it, 
he's probably played a bit of Russian roulette here and maybe regretting his decision a little bit, but he seems like a pretty dogged kind of bloke. He was as a player, yep. and he seems like he, he is that kind he of a person. It seems to me so. that he's lost at sea right now. I think he doesn't know which way to... I think he just doesn't have an answer. Well, he, but and he's walked. He's chosen to walk. He, he could have had the could have stuck with. Well, I'll tell you why he doesn't have an answer, right? You, but there's also no answer to be had best, right now. The best forward on the field for the Cowboys was Ruben Cotter, and he played 27 minutes, man, yeah. and he was better than the fucking rest of them by yeah. a fucking well, space. And he's also yeah. a hooker. Yeah, and, and Josh Maguire was the only one that probably held his own. The other fucking seven of them, you wouldn't feed. For what like Maguire? They were actually, hopeless. speaking of smoke and fire, what Maguire said after the game. Oh, they're That's, embarrassing. When you're, as a player in your own camp, willing to say that in public, there's issues. When you come to this game, we're all fucking hopeless. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Well, no one wants to be there, clearly. But the problem that... But that two more teams got, to help. The same as the problem that, that Kevy Walter's got and Barrett's got and Des Asler's got. Who do you bring in? Yeah. Like, he, he's got rid of Jake Clifford this week and bought Who's in... Who's their feeder team? Ben just Hampton. bring the whole fucking yeah. pack in but and just ben tell Hampton, them to do their best. Ben Hampton, how many goes he yeah. Not the at halfback yet, but he's played, but he's played wing. Trent, he's played, yeah, Trent Barrett's right. brought in Lewis for Avarillo, but that's how many chances has Lewis had? So it, they've got the same problems at these bottom clubs that you've got to just keep rotating the 20 you've got and just hope that well, one this week they come No matter how good your halves are, you, look, if your forwards are doing fuck all, well, you're only going to win a couple of games at 100%. best. Yeah. Like, if it all starts and dies with your forward pack. Every yeah. team, you, fucking, you at least have to match... Match it in the forwards, and there's just nothing. There's, like, there's nothing, and, and even if you don't match it, you have to get close. Even the best halves in the world aren't going to get you out of that shit. That's if right. If you go and sign, dominated. So if you go and sign, let's say DC, the go, we're getting rid of DCE. He's going to go there. He's going to run last, and then it'll be blamed on him when they're just when you're getting flat, stagnant ball with but no then, fucking no movement the, up the field. There's no upside because the way out is to go. Okay, do we go throw lots of money at Payne Haas? They offer him one point two. How's he going to fix that team? He'll bust his ass. And, but no, you need three of them. Yeah. I've had, and I, my three times on the podcast, I've given it to a player. Yeah. And I'm going to continue. Cohen Hess, he's <laughs> kidney. Cohen yeah. Hess is kidney okay. himself. Mm. Fair dinkum. Like, he's his big body. Mm. If it, he was good for half a year and played origin. Since then, he wouldn't run past us. Yeah. Fair dinkum. If we were standing in front of him and we put our body in front, he... It's just shit. Yep. Like, it's for the money he's getting, and a few people that I've spoken to about footy and whatnot, you know what, if we turn up at work tomorrow <laughs> and we're shit at our job, we don't get paid. Yeah. Like, the, it, some of these blokes at the Cowboys are running around for pay and they're not putting in, and that's shit for... We said last week their supporters travel five and six hours to watch a game of footy, and they're getting this served up to them. Fair dinkum. Yeah. I'd be asking for me money back and be lynching some of these blokes. It's pathetic. Jake Clifford, who got my pot plant, if the if I was the Knights, I'd be saying, you're not coming. We're not having you here. Here's your contract, and I'd piss on it like they did in the movie Major League and say, you're fucking gone. Like, and they've dropped yeah. him this week, but it's a week yeah. too late. Yeah. I didn't it's see the only, yeah. The, the thing is, you're not going to buy it, so if you're not going to buy your way out, the only answer now, like you said, just throw the reserve grade team in there so we're going to cop it for another 18 months, and hopefully in two we'll years' time... And get back to what the Bulldogs did two years ago, which they've suddenly forgotten about, and say we're just going to go 90% completion, they're going to beat us, but if we make our tackles 
and complete what we can, we get a game. We might lose by twenty. We're in the game. Yeah, and that's how. How much better were Bulldogs two years ago than we were on the weekend? Yeah, they felt like you just go. You respect. I sat and go. You respect them because even Easts had to beat them. (laughs) Had to go right to the line and play. Top grade for you to beat them. Now, if you anyway, yeah, that's the answer. All right, Ollie, um, say some nice stuff about your I team. I was going to say, fuck the Cowboys. What are we talking about? Darren, so Darren. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a performance! Especially being so worried going into this one, because if we did not put the Cowboys to the sword, then I'd be worried about the Titans. But I'm, I'm well back on board. I'm confident. Biggest win in club history. I mean, we we can only go up from here, I guess. In terms of we're beating the teams we should by the amount that we should be at least this week against the Cowboys. I'm hoping for a good effort against Canberra. Honestly, with the Titans, it was pretty much a team effort. And you've brought up players in the past couple of weeks, like AJ, who wasn't playing as good, or Fogarty, who just didn't look the same as last year. They were back to their best, I thought. Close to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against the Cowboys. So that's promising. I just hope we see it consistently week on week. And for Fida thus far, you're right, he's only put in these big performances against a couple of crap teams thus far, but he's looking good so far. And Tino's been consistent. I'm seeing out of the Gold Coast Titans, um, at least this past week, what I expected to see. And I just hope that continues. I'm just praying that it does. There's Would an absolute look- guts now to that team in the middle, especially in the middle. Jared Wallace is playing as good as he has That's in the his career. Very true. And Mo, they've now pushed Mo to the bench, who comes on as a wrecking ball for and half an hour. He's even, tremendous. Like, and they signed Herman SASA, who's not a bad player. Yeah. Can't get a run. Yeah. So it, it just goes to show you that they're travelling all right in the forwards because Herman SASA would make... A lot of teams. A lot of teams, 17. In fact, I'll go back to me, me old chestnut. You'd be captain coach for some of them. <laughs> <laughs> for some yeah, of them. The team he was versing. Well, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he can't make their team. So, you know what? It's clearly, and it's clearly something they like now where they've um, moved Peach into 13 to start and yep. Tino to prop. And it worked, obviously it worked last week. We'll see how it works this week against some uh, stiffer opposition. But yeah, The only thing I'd say is the back line was a little bit clunky at times. The one side worked, the other side didn't work so, as well. Um, as you said, Peachy was really good on the edges. He had that little bit of ball playing and uh, fast feet on the edges there, which is good. It looks like he's got some confidence again. Like yeah. It looks like he's actually got a Roll. And he goes, okay, I'd tweet me here to have some fun if I get some space. And otherwise, and the Cowboys were lucky that the Titans didn't hit top gear because if the Titans hit top gear, yeah. they would have won by 70. So, and what I, what I do like quickly is that, okay, they've gone and signed for feeder and they've gone and signed Tino, and they haven't overthought it. Like, okay, we've gone and signed two blokes for 1.8 between them. They're going to do the work. Like, it's yep. up to them to go and bust them open. And they're going to throw on the ball and make sure they get their, their job for the halves is to get. Uh, for feed a ball one on one with someone, so he can score it basically, and that's it's, it's, it's pretty they're simple. They're using for feeder at the moment, like Penrith use kick out, which is what yeah, you should be doing. 100%. They, they're yeah. getting the ball, if not every set, every second set, one on one, one on one, half a gap. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So if they keep using him that way, then he's going to be effective. He's going to beat blokes. Yeah. Because, Generally, when he's in yeah. half a gap, there's one of the one of the one sides a half as well. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And so they're yeah. using him the right way at the moment and getting him the ball that he needs. And Tana Boyd, in a weird way, is going to be the best thing for David Fafita because they've got that proven chemistry back, like going back to back high to school Kibra. and they're good mates and it oh, seems like they enjoy playing. We didn't really together, we did so. touch him, but I thought he was pretty good. I thought he's got something to offer. Tana? Uh, yeah, Tana. Quickly, before you go, Barn, because we're about to wrap up, 3 two, one. Uh, I'm going three for feeder. Two Corey Thompson, I thought was really good again, mm-hmm. uh, and one either Tino or Mo, or you can say Jake Clifford. 
I'll give um, I'll give two to Mo and one to Thompson. Then yeah, one to Thompson. Yeah, mm-hmm. three for Fafita. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. I think it was only yeah. So three, three to Fafita, two to Mo, one to Corey Thompson. Can we give minus fifty, maybe minus a hundred for a couple of them as well for each and every Cowboys player? <laughs> Anyone that gets a Paul Plants minus five. All right, in wrapping up the rest of the review show, Holly, you can lead us away. Your peanut of the week from social media. Peanut of the week. So this isn't on one of my page's comments. I believe it was on Bloke in a Bar when he reported the whole 18th man uh, coming in thing. And the top comment, and no one really agreed with it from someone, was ridiculous. The circus continues. Wish they would return to playing rugby league again. Now, I'm not going to read out the entire conversation, maybe just little bits. Um, and basically this person's trying to this say... This was in relation to the HIA stuff. The HIA stuff, yeah. So this person's trying to say that real rugby league, I guess, is players dying players at 40 with out. CTE. And yeah, players get knocked out, not caring. each other in the face. Yeah, yeah, because I think what was one of his... Yeah, next we will have goal kickers to come on in case someone stubs their toe. Well, that's obviously not the case. And this person is genuinely alluding to the fact that they don't like that we have HIAs. They don't like that players aren't getting hit in the head because, what, the game's gone too soft. How many ex-players have died way too soon because of brain damage, CTE, just crap like that, and to have someone say that, it's just complete and utter ignorance. It's absolute shit. Like, this isn't... I'm not even taking the piss out of this. This bloke is an absolute dropkick, um, and it's a big reason as to why there are, you know, the fans are probably the biggest problem with the game because of people like this. I want to know how many games he's played, just <laughs> quietly. Oh, I'm like, none, actually, and not yeah. that we've played... At, mm. at this level of footy, but mm. to say that it's just yeah. ignorant. Go and play he fell off his Tyrannosaurus Rex, this bloke, because yeah. <laughs> there's no education around him at all. Um, He's a half-wit. I've had enough rants for tonight, and, but I'm seriously sick of hearing how the game was better in the 70s. No, it is better now. It's Well, you were there. Well, 100%. With respect. Is it better now? It's faster. It's more skilled. Athletic. It's not comparable, really. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's probably like a different I enjoyed sport, the right. product now, Yeah, and I enjoyed it back then, but I enjoyed them for different reasons. Yeah. Like the blokes now are athletes. They yeah. train. Technologies move forward. They, they look after their bodies better. They, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. I know that I have a relative that played a lot of games for the Bulldogs and he used to say that Tuesday and Thursday they'd go to train and do some laps around the oval, play a game of touch and then go to the pub and have mm-hmm. 10 schooners and go home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they go Saturday morning for training and have a barbecue, watch Hey Hey it's Saturday, <laughs> have a chat and go play the next day. Now, yeah. the, <laughs> these blokes... A, a dead set athletes, they're bigger, athletes. stronger. So you can't really compare them because blokes back in the seventies and they had a job, they went yeah. to work, they, you know, they played because they loved it. They weren't getting paid very well and all those types of things. So I think it's it's apples and oranges even to sort of try to compare eras of footy, the same as in any sport. I'll, I'll be shouted down for this, but. Um, the speed of the game, yeah, it, it's easy up and oranges. But if I produced a time machine tomorrow and put the last year's Melbourne Storm team into it and then the 11-time winning St George team into it, I'd back the Melbourne Storm team from last year to, to run rings around them. I don't but if you bought them forward 30 years and put easy. them in the same tree, that's a whole different thing. Because, the, because those blokes 
were as good a footballers as the Blakes. Yeah, got if now. you gave them the they same opportunity, same skills, well, yeah. and like wingers now putting down the way they put down, it wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, but if they trained and they were the athletes, our Blakes were, yeah. they could do it. They're not any different yeah. skill wise, yeah. or like Johnny Raper is as good. But if a Johnny Raper as, was in the gym four days a week and training five nights a week, correct, or Clive yeah. Churchill, or would yeah. be James Tedesco. Yeah. Same yeah. with the comments. It all comes back to the mentality of you know. Obviously, old mate thinks he's tough because he. King hit some bloke one day or he elbowed somebody in the face and that that's what he perceives as being tough. <laughs> These blokes smash their body up fucking eight, ten hours a day, four, five, seven, six days a week yep. and then go and do it in a game. Like, <laughs> it just comes back yeah. to your mentality. There's nothing tough about it, punching it, a bloke it, in the face. If you like, can sit nope. here and go, if you sit here and go, oh, I don't watch footy more, it's all just garbage. Like, you just, that's just, that's your own ignorance. There's you no a real fan in the first that's place. That's right. And you know what? Today, as much as any of the, the older fans would like to say, statistically, the game is more popular today than it was back then. You know what I mean? And Gump, I, I want to ask you, because obviously you were around and watched back then. Personally, when I go back and I watch older games, uh, 70s, uh, more the 70s than the 80s, because the 80s we did calm down a bit, but the best players were the ones who didn't feed into the crap of, oh, I want to bash the other player or that. They actually did use their bit of skill. And yeah. the players who were not exactly like, but more like the players of today were actually successful where the rest of them were, for lack of a better term, more meatheads. Like, I went back and watched the 73 grand final and this is the biggest example for me of that because it was known as the big Basham grand final, right? The big, uh, blood, the bloodiest grand final, bloodiest game of football. All the players were just trying to bash each other, not trying to win the game. But Bobby Fulton was one of the only players who was like, oh, I'm actually going to try and win the premiership here. And he just tailed everyone up because he actually played football and the rest of them just looked like they were well, trying to bash each other. hanger each other. You're yeah. right, Ollie. And, Headbutts and, and, and in yeah. terms of that, I think where people sort of get a bit lost with it is, and they'll talk about the size of the players now and back then, but back then you didn't have blokes that were 120 kilos. Your big blokes were 95, yeah. 100 or whatever. They generally weren't chiseled athletes either. They were carrying yeah. a bit around the middle like like hmm. us sitting here. Yeah. And your good players then were your little blokes. Yeah. Like you've mentioned Bob Fulton and Clive Churchill and Johnny Ray. They weren't big. They, they weren't big guys. They probably, like my uncle that played, he played fullback and was probably 75 kilos yeah. when he was playing. So in terms of that, and he wasn't, you didn't look on the field and say, shit, he's small. Mm. There were blokes smaller than him that were playing yeah. the game. So I think that they get caught up and think, oh, now the little there's no little blokes that are any good and da-da-da. And they, but it's, it's not that's as the times. they were, but that's they're what still I mean. little compared little to compared the 125-kilo blokes. To these blokes. Yeah. So I think that's where people get a bit caught up. But Ollie's right. The the true footballers then, the same as the true footballers now, the ones you're in, stick up, stick out like a pimple on the yeah. end of your cock. Like well, that's, um, yeah. There's tablets for that, Gump. Um, that's, well, when, when we sat down and did the uh, – we, Barney and I, a year, 18 months ago, sat down at our all-time sort of teams with Vince and, and uh, Trev and a few others. And um, I think people – I think they get clumped. So you, you, you block a roaches and you – Dowlings and your yeah. les boys that sort of get clumped over here, and then they don't actually get talked about in terms of your best. They never do, and probably rightfully so. But yeah, Vinny, for example, said that 
Bob Fulton and Steve Rogers are the two best players you ever saw, and well, that was put it. He wasn't talking about. Wasn't talking yeah. about the blokes flogging each other at yeah. the front of the field. Yeah. From what I've seen, at least, if you take the the Whereas best since, players, since, sorry, just to finish yeah. to, to finish the analogy, since then everyone talks about your Sam Burgesses or your yeah, ball playing back rowers as equivalent sort of players. Yeah. Well, not so equivalent to Bob uh, Bob Fulton, but good uh, superstars yeah. of the game now. Yeah, yeah. but from my, what I see, if you take like a, a Bobby Fulton from back then, or even going into the eighties, like your Sterlos, your Kennys, and such, you put them in one of these teams today, right? They will adapt, and they probably 100%. will. They probably will would be They'd successful. Be the best players. Yeah, if you take Blocker Roach and, and put be him better in the than Tigers they were. Today, yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. If you take a Blocker Roach and put him in the Tigers today, I'm sorry, Blocker, but you probably won't make it. That that that's how I see it at least. I, 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 I wouldn't go that far. I think he'd be, player. but he'd he be different. Be, right, yeah. Well, he wouldn't be as effective. Yeah, offloaded. But he'd be, he'd be fitter. He'd be. But the shit have to get out of his game. You'd have to yeah. play a bit. Would different. you look at probably yeah. the best yeah. front rower to ever play the game? Arthur Beetson was at times in his career fitter than he was near the, the end of his career, yeah. but Arthur Beetson wasn't the best athlete or like mm. the, the front rowers now. He's not a Daniel Saifidi or somebody no. like that, but he's still, if he played now, he'd have to be fitter and he would still be the best front rower. And he had skills. He, that's right, he had skills. He'd everywhere. still be the best well, front rower because he'd, he'd, he'd have adapted. He'd, he'd work it out. Fitter yeah. but just on that, there's nothing tough about coat hanger and blokes elbow on him in the face. You no. want to see that stuff, go what, and yeah. watch the boxing, go and watch the UFC. UFC. Go well, and we, get in the ring it, yourself, it genuinely mate, and go adds and punch nothing. on with people. Like. End of the day, you know what? I, rant, we ranted, I ranted for five minutes about the Roosters game earlier with the, the coward punch. So like I like boxing. Yeah, yeah, I don't sure. mind the UFC. I don't Boxing's like. Crazy. You know, that's, that's a, a different chat. sport. That's yeah, what they do. Yeah. You want to go and punch each other in the face? You're more than happy to go and do it. That's it's the not hundred percent. You're going to get what you need to do come. on the footy field. I'm tipping. Well, he, he probably does with UFC, but he probably wins about that too. Anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. Let's anyway, move on. Let's move on. Slaps, loots. Uh, our pot plants of the week. Ollie, lead us away. Pot plants of the week. I'm going to go the entire Broncos and Bulldogs teams this week. I'm going to be the one to do it. Just the game. Just the general. game is yeah. a, a pot plant. Yep. Fair enough. And, and rightfully so. Right. I've got Alex Johnson. It's not because he's a bad player, but he had absolutely fuck all involvement. <laughs> he touched the ball six <laughs> times, made about 40 This round, stuff. that is a controversial choice. But he apparent. touched the ball six. He had six runs, made 40 metres, and th- four tackles. And an error and a missed tackle. Like, <laughs> he yep. did fuck Fair all. <laughs> you could put yep. a pot plan out there. I'm going to go away team. from Clifford and Cohen S because it speaks for himself. I'm going for me old mate, um, Shibasaki. Right. He yeah. was fucking <laughs> terrible. Pop plan would have caught one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the, plant, the pot would have been big enough for the ball to fit in. One of those umbrella plants. He was plans. fucking disgraceful. I'm sorry, but yeah. it's no word for it. He he cost Newcastle the game. It is pretty. Yeah, he did. He yeah. cost Newcastle. And the game. Uh, sorry, Guz and. Your dollar twenty uh, Kapoa. He lives to fight another week until I rename the award after him. The entire Cowboys team are pop plants. Like <laughs> I think this Titans team would have put fifty forty four on um on Garden Barn, and I'm happy to go with that as a pop plan of the week. My salute and slap. I'll get in first for once. Uh, do I play music this part? Yeah, slap and salute. Uh, for me, it's uh, uh, I'm going to make it RTS this week. Just doing freakish RTS stuff. Ollie? Oh, my sal- aren't you going to do your slap or are we going around for mm. a salute first? Okay, my salute. I'm going to stick with my boys, the Titans. I'm going to go David Fafita. I'm going to double down with RTS. That was incredible performance out of RTS. 
And Gumpy? I'm going to salute Ben Hunt playing 60 minutes with yeah, a broken yeah. leg. Yeah. You yep. are, that's tough. Yep. That is toughness. Okay. And we'll go back the other way. Your slap of the week. Um, I've given it the ref before, but Henry Perinara, get control of the game. That was a forward pass, champ. Call the forward pass. Don't worry about your touch judge whose eyes are painted on. (laughs) Make a call, champ. It's a forward pass, and Ricky Stewart's got every right to blow up and question it and not get fined. So, shit house, Henry, and have fun refing reserve grade. Barney? I'm going to slap Adam O'Brien. When you lose a game by four points and three of your reserve players play 24 minutes between three players, one of them didn't get a minute. Surely out of those three players, like when you need a bit of fresh legs and because they were at times they were labouring during that game. Oh, for sure. And then you give three of your reserve players 24 minutes between three blokes. That's just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Ollie? Um, I might as well. So you pot planted the Cowboys. I might as well slap them. They're that bad. Like, they deserve a pot plan and a slap. I wasn't originally going to slap them, but I thought, why not? Just maybe something will happen if I give them a slap. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> My slap's going to Daniel Saluka for feeder, and I'll tell you what, it won't be in the back yep. of the head. Oh, if I'm going to slap a bloke, it'll slap be in the front. In the so, <laughs> honestly, wake up to yourself. Do not do it again, and you'd rightly deserve uh, Robbo to have nothing to do with you if that's what he decides to do for the rest of the year. Good job, boys. And um, for those listening on Spotify, that's the end of our review show. Hope you've enjoyed it. If it's your first time and you've got through this, uh, what we're going to do now is have a quick break and come back and do a preview show for the upcoming round four. Mm-hmm.